Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, very much. Welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. We are halfway through another week, my friends, and we really appreciate you all joining us every Monday through Friday as we talk about the day's news, politics, and pop culture happenings. It is Wednesday, April 17th, 2019 today. I'm your host, Scott Fulton. In just a few minutes, I'll be joined by my fantastic co-host, actor, writer, and expert mover, Mr. Craig Hurley. We hope you guys will call in over the next hour to join the conversation. It's 347-989-0126. Again, 347-989-0126. We're excited to have you call in. And let's see who our erstwhile co-host is today. How are we doing? <laughs> What's going on, dude? Not I, I much. You guys right are at, right at the right time. You, I heard you mention my name. You did, yay! You 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 guys are freaking me out. I got to remember these uh, area codes. You guys don't have the same area codes, and so I get freaked out when I see <laughs> numbers popping. Sorry it's, about that. Like who's calling? <laughs> How you doing? Could be Katie. Could be. You Craig. survived the movers. Uh, yeah, we're still moving stuff. It's, 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 it's a nonstop process until you're finally done. You're finally moved out. Nobody's really helping. Well, we're kind of doing this ourselves and we have like this five bedroom worth of shit. I'm trying not to swear today. Good luck. (laughs) Well, at least it's almost done. You're, you're over halfway there. yeah, no, no, we're like 99% there. We just we need oh, there to you go. just finish up. Yeah, we need to just, just finish up some stuff and clean up. So, because our landlord wants it clean. So. And that's, you know, that's the always deal. a good thing. Always yeah. a good thing to clean up after yourselves. Yep. So, what's going on, dude? Nice. Besides, well, I besides have been crazy people busy. going. Going, going to Colorado and uh, causing 150 schools to go into lockdown. And then she was found where? She was found at the bottom of a mountain with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. No, I think somebody that that takes out. I mean, that that stops uh, uh, 150 schools from uh, from actually educating their children. Uh, yeah, that person was probably taken out. There, there. You think? I don't think so. She's a crazy girl. Go to Colorado and then shoot myself. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. Um, I don't know what nationality she is. Her name is Saul Pace, if I'm pronouncing correctly. S-O-L-P-A-I-S. So I'm not sure um, what nationality she is. Um, but, yeah, flew from Miami to Colorado Saul, earlier in the Saul week. Saul sounds, sounds Latina. Is what it sounds to me, but I, you know, I'm sure there's, it does. I'm sure there's soul in Italian as well. K I S, Pais, I don't know. It could be yeah. whatever. 
But she bought a pump-action shotgun and ammunition as soon as she arrived and then just disappeared off the radar. So they had this massive manhunt going on here. So, oops, I don't have my dinger off again. After threatening multiple times to shoot at, shoot up schools and and uh, that she was a big Columbine fan, I, people are freaking right. nuts, dude. And it's freaking nuts. That Some crazy? nutty ass shit what going on. Heck? Yeah, yeah. What do you need? You know, I you know I I I don't understand going around and going after innocent people that you don't know. I I, I don't freaking get that. If you know, right. if you're gonna do shit like that, at least go after somebody that did you wrong. I mean, you know, I really don't get under. I really, really do not get um, going after innocent people for for nothing, for for what, for fame. I don't. I don't even know what it is. So they There's can get a lot of things I obsessed over, but it's not over a mass killing. I don't understand why someone would obsess and be fascinated with a mass killing. That's just yeah. Um, I, I, I don't get it. All right, dude, you know how sometimes you just figure out that you're a real idiot without ever knowing that you are? But we've been doing this show for, um, what, five or six weeks now, and I just kind of realized <laughs> that I can minimize my what? notes so I can put my notes on the same screen as the radio screen to see if people are calling in. I've been, like, going back and forth between my notes screen and my call-in screen, back and forth about 100 times a show. And I just realized if I minimize my notes, yeah, it just I just minimize right and it goes front. away. And, and then, oh, I can open up the page again. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's little things like that yeah. that make me happy on a day like today when my computer's turned yeah. off 18 times in the middle wow. of editing the next two shows. It's like, wow. oh. So I'm over it. But yay, these little things make me happy. Yeah. Another oh, thing no, that makes it's... me happy is a little doggy found at sea. After 135 miles out at sea, a little what? puppy dog was found swimming in the ocean. Can you believe this? It was found swimming 135 miles out in the sea on a oil rig. They don't know where it came from. They could see quite a long way from the oil rig, and they could not see anything. So they don't know how long it was swimming, um, where it was swimming from. But they found this dog swimming outside this oil rig um, and pulled it up with a rope, absolutely exhausted. It could barely even stand, obviously. But it's in good spirits. And it was off the coast of Thailand, 136 miles off the coast of Thailand. They named it Boon Rod, meaning survivor. And it just hitched a ride back to Thailand on an oil tanker from the platform, and well, is well, well, taken well, care well, of in well, Thailand. Wait, don't they? Don't they? Don't they have like like a, a dog eating day over there? I mean, don't That's they? Don't the they whole eat dogs? thing. I didn't really <laughs> want to bring <laughs> so that wait, up. Are they, are they, are they, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So rescue this thing like out a, 135 a miles of sea. What's going to happen when it gets back to Thailand? It's like, no, I escaped from that shit, and I swam as far as I could, and <laughs> no, now you're bringing me back. Oh, this is great. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny if no, it just decided it, it swam? Well, I mean, ironic. We'll put it ironic. It swam away from home. Uh, to to meet to miss the meat grinder and gets pulled back after being rescued, that'd be so sad. But it, yeah. it it was a good story to start with. I tried to make a good story out of it. I forgot about the other part. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to don't mean to turn that on you. <laughs> You're bringing me down, dude. Just bringing me down. 
Yeah, no, I, I tend to see the darker side of, of the <laughs> lighter moments because that's definitely, I mean, yeah, talk about will to live. How far out? 135 miles? I mean, that's right. crazy swimming unless he got thrown off a boat somewhere. That's what I was going to say. You know, or unless he jumped off a you, boat. And they, they, like I said, they didn't see anything out there anyways, but they, they could have swam – 10 miles, you can't see much past 10 miles out there, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's pretty crazy. So who knows? And Good how did he get to the rod. oil rig? Hopefully it will not end up at a dinner table near you in Thailand. We'll see what happens. <laughs> or here, for that matter. I mean, they've got to be using different types of meats, right? Possible. Isn't, isn't There's Colorado, all kinds. Isn't Colorado attempting to do a cannabis burger? It's Carl's Jr. Yeah, the chain Carl's Jr. Yeah. is finding out in, uh, you're right, in Colorado. And it's not a joke either. Did you read this thing? Yeah. No, I, it, you know, Colorado's been at the forefront of all of the marijuana deregulation. So um, they have been, you know, adding different things to, you know, different candies and different foods and for a while. And uh, if you can eat a cheeseburger that actually it's not going to get you high because they're only using cannabis oil. They're not using THC. They're only using the the cannabinoid. So what it will do is like make you feel better. Like you'll, you know, like you're because that's the medicinal end of of marijuana is cannabinoids and is cannabis. Um, So it will, You'll eat the burger and like a half hour later, you're, you know, if you've got any ailments, your, your knees or your stomach or your shoulders, or I'm trying to name every single thing that I'm going through right now. I could use a cannabis burger. Um, but, uh, yeah. As Stop long on as the drive yeah. home. Stop on the drive home. See if it makes you <laughs> feel Carl's better. Jr. I'm not in Colorado right now. I'm in Chicago and we're looking no, at I rain. I'm in the drive to LA. Drive to LA. Mm. Nice. You can stop. Well, they're only doing it for one day, right? It's only one day? Or are they going to? Oh, yeah, you're right. I, thought, it it was, one I day. thought they were testing it. Yeah, I thought they're testing it to see what the reaction is. Dude, oh, Carl, so did you see money. the day, though? They're going to make so did much money the on, on the 20th. April 420. 20th, 420. There you go, 420. Of course. There you go. Of course. Yeah, I would, no, I'd like to see them make a THC burger. That would be a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> but people going through the drive through see, that's a problem. You know, when you're going through the drive-thru and then you're eating on your way home, there you and go. Then, no, that's a problem. You can't can't smoke or eat and eat weed and or eat marijuana and drive. That is not. Is that one of those never-ending cycles though? Because you're you're having munchies, but it's going to cause you to get the munchies again. How many burgers are you going to have to have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking from cannabis, you do not get the munchies. It's THC. That gives you the munchies, so you're okay. gonna, um, yeah, you're, you'll you'll just eat the burger and feel good. Um, like I said, all your little ailments, anything that that is bugging you, your knees or you know your shoulders or whatever, yeah. um, you know they will uh, tend to bug you less after mm-hmm. eating cannabis. Well, businesses are not stupid. They're jumping on this train. I know they're, they're trying to infuse some beer in Colorado with the CBD. And, uh, right. Uh, they're, I mean, they're trying to get ahead of the trend because you, you know this is the next logical step once this is done and, and that was a, the oil is fine. That was a Jeopardy question. There was a Jeopardy question yesterday that was about hops. 
that was about beer. And the guy answered um, hemp buds instead of, instead of hops. And, and I, and I, and, and he got it wrong. And then they came back and said, yes, they are infusing um, uh, uh, beer with hemp. So we're giving you that answer. Correct. But we're giving you that, those points or that money. But, but he was actually wrong. Um, it's, it's the hops that are the cousin to marijuana. And we found that a long time ago. We found that, dude, at least 1,000 years. Dude, there was beer in Egypt during the during – the, so we're talking 5,000 years during any of the pharaohs wow. and any of, when the pyramids were being built. There was beer then. So we've been fermenting hops for a long time, and we've been using that for a long, long time. And, and you know, even at the time, they were using hemp, which is the male form of the marijuana plant, um, for, for um, uh, rope and stuff like that. It can't get you high. So putting in, infusing hemp into a drink isn't going to give you any benefit at all. No benefit whatsoever. It's to- that's totally about um, uh, marketing because hemp has no, no, I don't know if it has a nutritional value. It probably does of some kind, um, but it has no effect on you. It has zero effect on you. But I thought CBD you. You is can, a hemp derivative. Isn't that a hemp derivative? No, though? CBD is a marijuana, is a marijuana der- derivative. Hemp is the male form of the marijuana plant. It cannot be smoked. It, it, it will do nothing for you. You could smoke an entire tennis shoe made out of hemp and all you're going to get is a freaking headache. <laughs> so you're not, you know, there, there's nothing, no value to hemp except for, and this is why the civil war was fought. Um, it wasn't fought over cotton guys. They, they did not use that much cotton at the time um, for clothing. They, everything was hemp and it was fought over hemp farms. And the hemp farmers needed their slaves in order to produce more hemp. So I just go back in history, please. Learn some freaking history, guys. Don't, don't pay attention to any of the fake stuff. Just freaking learn the real history. Um, it's out there. The history is out there. You just got to make sure to, to be looking at the right sources. Um, but, yeah, uh, hemp has no value at all except for it's the strongest natural fiber known to man. So we can make tennis shoes, rope, clothing, a whole bunch of different, a variety of different things, baskets, uh, just a whole bunch. They're even getting to the point where they're putting it into plastics. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And there's hempcrete. There's hemp concrete now, and which goes back to me and my cigarette butts easily 15 years ago, um, that, the, uh, that it's a filler and it's a strong, really, really strong bonding fiber for concrete. Um, so they're, they've been using hempcrete lately and, uh, and I'm not sure Colorado didn't do that as well, um, that they didn't start doing that, but yeah, they've been at the forefront of, of all of this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking at stuff that I'm moving and I'm sure I'm kind of going off on a, on a, on a tangent and I'm trying to bring it back around. No, we're talking about the same shit. Um, yeah, the, so. back around to the cannabis burger. Yeah, the, the cannabis burger is not going to really – yeah, it's not going to get you high, and it's not going to give you munchies, but it is a good move on, on their part to be, to be adding cannabis to food. So and it's, would a, be it's interesting a really good move. If it, if it helps feel what ails you there for a little bit and everything, if you had a, yeah. 
I mean, eight oh no, you'll feel great, especially because you because you ate it. You'll feel great for um, for hours, for like four or five hours after you eat that burger. You're gonna feel great because it's because it's like time released in your stomach and time released in your system. It's gonna take a while for that burger to digest. It takes like, like two hours or something for for steak and burgers to digest. So as that's going into your bloodstream, it'll go in little by little by little. It's not going to go all in, all in all at once. Very cool. That's kind of wild. I, I, like I said, I think I'm going to try something when I go out to Palm Springs in June. I don't know what. I'll try something. Oh, the Jeopardy question. Yeah, that was the thing. There, the hops thing is, is um, you, you're going to try it when you go to, to Palm Springs, dude. I mean, they got, don't they have, they have medicinal in Ohio, right? Yeah, medicinal Ohio, but I'm, I'm not nothing I need a medicinal for. You sure? Well, <laughs> I have to make something up. I guess like everyone yeah, else. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I mean, California, you, know, you can do I it recreational, though, right? I could just go into California. Because when I was in Palm Springs last year, I drove down the street, and there's like 50 little dispensaries going down the street in Palm Springs. Yeah, so I yeah now it's, there's it's recreational yeah. now, right? Yeah, it depends on the – it is completely recreational in um, uh, California. But uh, there are certain counties, and just like Colorado, uh, that are extremely conservative. And for some reason, they don't want millions of more dollars to come into their township. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But they don't have the dispensaries. They, they think it brings in the riffraff. Let me tell you, you rich people, there's a bunch of riffraff that you're associated with, just so you know. Um, so the, they think it brings in the riffraff and the, the, um, the, uh, ne'er-do-wells, right? <laughs> are those the phrases that are correct that I'm bringing back from 1920? The ruffians, the ruffians are going to come in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to communicate with the old people. That's all I'm doing here. There you go. So, well, you do well <laughs> watching comes, Jeopardy. If you watch Jeopardy, Jeopardy and Wheelie are the, are the mainstays of the over 70 set. You're watching the oh, Wheel really? of Fortune and Jeopardy. Wow. Well, Wheel of Fortune, days. I totally get. I can totally get how every 70 and 80 year old watches that shit. Cause it's just complete garbage. But Jeopardy, um, I mean, come on, it's a spelling bee guys. It's hangman. That's all it is. It's the game hangman. You know, Oh, we get to put up a letter. What is it? I'm guessing. Oh, I guess wrong. Now it's freaking dumb. So where Jeopardy, um, actually tells the truth, actually every single clue, except for the ones with the before and afters and all that garbage, um, where they're trying to make you guess two answers at once and, and all of that, um, those categories are a joke, but all the rest of the categories are based on fact facts. That's why I love Jeopardy. And, uh, well, I, did have, that guy I've win yesterday? Didn't kid. they have. Don't they have a new winner now that's, like, made the second highest oh, money no. ever won? Oh, no, like $200,000, yeah. Yeah, he just, he just yesterday um, or the day before, I think it was yesterday, um, got, uh, like, one in one game, $70,000. Something stupid. Like, in one, in one game. Like, no, like the, the next guy that was in second place had $12,000. <laughs> he just completely dominated and has the – the record now for one day winnings on, uh, on Jeopardy. And he's going after, from what I can tell, this dude's super smart and, and really fast on that buzzer. And nobody else can chime in before he does. 
So, I mean, they, they're trying, but he's really, really fast. And he knows the answers. So right. he's some tough competition. You know, there's going to be nobody that's going to be able to beat him. They're going to have to really throw yeah, in a good chill. It's going to take a while to catch up to that Ken guy. And it's because the Ken has a long running time going through championship tournaments and things like that. I mean, Ken's over one or $2 million, I think. Ken Jennings. With all the yeah, Ken Jennings. Now. Uh, yeah, but he's, but he's actually, like, doing it faster than Ken did. So no, yeah, he's gaining. He's, he's winning he's more money. the double jeopardy during the huge, huge bets on the double jeopardy. So yeah, no, that was killer. Hey, yesterday he twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. He bet twenty five thousand yesterday on a bet. No, maybe it was thirty five. Wow. Whatever. It was. Some, yeah, I just yeah, read a little bit about number. it yesterday. And the whole the whole audience just was like, "Whoa." And even if he had lost that question, uh, which he didn't, uh, or, or missed that question, um, uh, he still would have won the game <laughs> after betting twenty five or thirty five thousand dollars, whatever it was. Wow. He still would have won the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how amazing. far behind everybody else was in in that particular <laughs> game. So yeah, I've been watching it since I was a kid, and I I know that it's the seventy and eighty year olds, you know, that are mainly watching Jeopardy, Jeopardy, or at least the elderly. Um, I, I don't mean to, you know, uh, like insult anybody that's sixty um, and calling them eighty, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I understand that. However, I've been watching since I was a kid, um, and I think that there are a bunch of people out there that are like me that we tend to try to learn on a daily basis and while right. we're here on this planet and um they you know they are are doing the same thing i am i, I i'm looking for facts i'm i'm looking to verify the information that's that's been going around and they really right. really stick to it they even had a, a question on collusion the other day on what the actual definition of collusion is. So they get what would be your to, best category? What would be your worst category? I'm getting a call from Ohio. Arcadia's. Are you calling us? <laughs> I don't think so. I might have. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. answering. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What I missed your question because I got somebody beeping in. Yeah, I don't think that was, that's not me. Um, so what Somewhere would be it. your best category? What would be your worst category on Jeopardy? Me? Oh, uh, yeah. it's actually, uh, it's really funny because you think that, well, I'm an actor. Um, so obviously I know a lot about stage production. Um, but Katie is fierce at the Broadway and the TV star and movie star categories. And, and I tend to beat her when it comes when it comes to musical <laughs> well, that's stuff funny. like that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really funny. I tend to and beat her on those category? categories. Um, well, what's my worst category? Like I said, those before and afters, uh, anything that isn't, isn't like real, isn't, is like, is like uh, uh, you know you're you're trying to take a one one letter out of a word and then it creates another word and it has something to do with something and the way they the way they phrase it the question is just dumb 
and so is the answer. So I'm, I'm always, I always have a hard time with those. So when it's, when it's stuff like that, but when it comes to, you know, when it comes to facts, I'm pretty much on it. So I would be horrible at geography and literature, even though I love to read, I don't read classic literature. And, uh, but I would kill in a lot of the movie television, Broadway categories. Yeah. yeah I am horrible culture. with, you would with geography, geography. I am horrible at, and, uh, Literature, highbrow literature, I am just not good at it either. My my yeah, cousin Katie's, was on Jeopardy and got the second place two hundred whopping dollars at the time, I think is all they gave the second place back in the <laughs> nice. day. Nice. But uh, he was on and got second place. My mom we always said she'd go on because her head is just full of useless information but facts. And uh, she right. would she kills at that thing when she watches it. But uh I, I, I would get I couldn't do it. I would be a great Wheel of Fortune. I could get those Wheel of Fortune clues. I, I can fill in the blanks quick. I'm a damn quick fill-in-the-blanker. But uh, Hangman. I do the hangman, exactly. I played a lot of Hangman when I was a kid. I think that's what did yep. it. But yep. I'm pretty damn good at it. Yeah, and I, I tend to try to read a lot. So maybe that's, you know. You were playing Hangman? I was and it's really difficult for me to read because I've never been diagnosed dyslexic, but I have jumbled words and jumbled paragraphs, which is makes it really difficult for me to actually memorize, you know, as an actor. Um, makes right. it difficult for me to read scripts, but when I do, what happens is I really have to focus. So I get, I, I tend to retain all of that information. And, and because I'm focusing so much on it and right. if I have to reread it, sense. then, you know, then I have to get that information again. So that makes sense. I should get diagnosed. I should you talk should. to somebody about that. Diagnosed dyslexic. <laughs> get diagnosed <laughs> dyslexic. Dyslexic or there's another backwards. There's another one that's kind of like dyslexic, but not kind of what you said, where you get the whole paragraphs and everything mixed up. I forget yeah. what that's called, though. But there is a name for it. I know there's a name for it. Really? So I, I suffer from both of those. Awesome. That's great. You, there you go. You suffer from things. <laughs> you have things. You I suffer, suffer from things. No, everybody's got some <laughs> shit. Everybody's got something. Right. Um, you know, I think, I, I think it would be better for everyone if they actually went to a psychiatrist and found out what the hell it is that's wrong with them as an individual. Um, uh, it's it, what it does is it gives you answers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, uh, my shit. Um, but it gives you answers, um, to, to questions that you've had your entire life about yourself. So if you weren't diagnosed, I have a kid, lot of actor just, friends that they swear by going to uh, to a therapist weekly to just not talk necessarily, out yeah, not necessarily a therapist. It does help just to get out all of your crap, but um, uh, I'm I'm talking actual psychiatrist who tests you, who does the the written tests, who does the verbal tests, who tests you, and it takes a couple of weeks in order to go through all of that, and and you should answer as honestly as you possibly can about yourself, 
because that's the only way you're going to find out what the fuck is actually wrong with you. Excuse my language. So, you, you know, that's the only way that you'll find out what is wrong with you as an individual. And you can't do it for anyone else. It's, it's like AA. It's the same thing. Can't do it for anyone else. You have to do it for yourself. You can't, can't go in it. You can't have your family doing an intervention and you can't have all these people, you know, down on you and freaking girlfriends and boyfriends and whatever down on you and saying it's your alcoholism or whatever it is that's going on in your head. It's whatever it is that's wrong with you in the first place that you weren't diagnosed with. And then, and then turn around and say, okay, I'll, I'll try to fix myself for you. You, you can't do that. Um, that is detrimental to any relationship that you have, be it with, uh, be it with family or with friends. And, but you can do it for yourself. Once you, you know, once you get to the point, cause I've been called an asshole my whole life and really there's other things going on and, and it's, it, you can't, you can't go out there and, and expect to like, you know, I lost so many friends and I'm doing it for those friends. You, you know, you know, you can't. You have to do it for yourself. So when you get up that, that energy and that thought process, when you finally do it, when you're like, wow, I'm really tired of acting the way I do, or and I'm not saying acting like on TV. I'm saying behaving the way I do or as an individual, or I, 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 I'm really tired of losing friends, or I'm really tired of the way people react to me, maybe it's me, then that's the moment where you go in and to a psychiatrist and actually sit down and talk to them. And yes, it does cost some money. Yes, it does cost some money to get diagnosed on whatever it is that you are. Right. So you're going to have to spend some money in order to do it. But what you will have is the peace of mind of <laughs> interesting pun um, of, of what it is that's going on in your head. Um, you'll, and you'll be able to recognize it as it happens in your life with people around you or when you're by yourself and you'll be able to recognize what's going on and you're able to turn that and go another direction. So you're, you're able to go, okay, I, I can, I can figure out what's happening to me right now. I know how to deal with it. I've got the tools now and then deal with it where otherwise you're completely out of control. If you don't have the tools for, say, your ADHD, if you don't have the tools for that, you are going to be spinning out of control your entire freaking life. So you need to get the tools in order to be able to work through the moments in your day. It will happen to you multiple times a day. Um, in the moments in your day. In order to figure out, okay, this is me. This is what's going on. I, I, I'm spinning. I, I feel like nobody's hearing me. All of that. You'll be able to recognize it and go, okay, yeah, it is me. Uh, and you'll be able to apologize to the person that you're having whatever argument with, whatever disagreement with, and be like, yeah, this is me. And, and this is what's happening. And you'll be able to communicate better with humans. Isn't that what we're That is now? the goal. <laughs> I'm pretty the sure. goal is to communicate better and to be a human. I like both of those. I'm not yeah, opposed human. to either of yeah. them. <laughs> yep. All right, well, we're halfway through the show, my friend. Things have been no. flying this week for some reason. Katie and I, I swear to God, we'll talk for 10 seconds and it feels like 45 minutes is up. Let's take a quick 
smoke and cigarette break here and uh, a little bit of coffee. I've been smoking all the time. I'm on the phone. I've, I've been smoking the entire time. I need a break, but go ahead. It's cool. I know you. Oh, you're fine? I no, only it's a quick okay. break. I refill my coffee. We'll take a quick yeah. break, play a little Z Machine, Boys in the Band, okay. and then we'll okay. uh, come back and uh, finish it up here. Uh, give us a call when Excellent. we're back, guys, 347-989-0126. Look forward to talking to you. Be back in just a couple minutes. Just leave your conscience here at the door We'll be giving you your number Won't ask for your name Cause you won't need one around here anymore Everybody's looking happy Everybody wants a place When we get lonely We can drink it away And forget we're growing older Nothing's gone the way that you planned but I learned to get by, so I don't need your help I got everything I'm needing all by myself Feeling better than anything that I've ever felt Playing with the boys in the band Boys in the band He's over and he's adored Giving you life and death and everything more But when you get your peace and quiet No love and no fame It's when you start feeling so insecure But everybody wants to know you When you're always giving face Who could deny you when you're leather and lace Doing what your daddy told you Laying in the palm of his hand Well, I don't mean to be rude But I don't need your help I got everything I'm needing all by myself Feeling better than anything that I've ever felt Playing with the boys in the band Boys in the band
All righty, we are back, guys. You're listening to Standing on My Soapbox with Craig and Scott. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Tell us what's on your mind. What's going on with you? That's 347-989-0126. There you go. Uh, anything exciting going on you want to talk about? Yeah, just moving. Nothing exciting. Just moving. Now, we've been, we've actually been auditioning for a lot of really cool things. So I think it's, I think it's interesting, the stuff that's coming out. We're not, we're not allowed to talk about stuff. Uh, like I signed a non-disclosure agreement for the last audition that I was on. So I'm not allowed to talk uh, about stuff. Um, but I right. think the content of what I've been reading and auditioning for lately has been really, really good. And I know you guys talked about the Writers Guild um, members that are leaving their agencies, um, which I'm not sure that that's too smart of a thing. Um, Agencies have always done package deals, and they do package deals for a reason. Uh, And that reason is because those agencies, those particular agencies that do package deals, are have have mega talent. Like they have mega talented uh, directors, they have mega talented actors, they have mega talented writers, they have mega talented everybody. So they are putting all of those together and, and then packaging a deal for um, uh, different studios. And uh, I, I know that there's something in it where the contracts have been a little like, uh, like they benefit the agents kind of more than they're benefiting the writers and, and the, the, the agents were getting residuals as well. And I'm, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel right. I don't feel good about that. Um, but it's also, you know, is it every agent that's doing that or is it just specific agents? And if it's just specific agents, then you should probably boycott those agents and not work with them. That's what they're doing. There um, are some that have, that have signed no, they're quitting. contracts. Well, there's that some was. agencies, though, that have signed contracts with the WGA. Um, right. But it, from what I read the other day, a lot of these people are not going to those agencies. They're just going without because they really like their agents and are hoping their agents are going to come on board. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I do write, obviously. Um, but I'm not a WGA member, so I'm not exactly sure what they're going through. Um, and the, uh, you know, striking is usually the way we handle this, this stuff. Uh, we don't usually quit our agencies in order to make a point. Agents are hard to get, you know, getting a good agent in this business, getting good representation in the entertainment business is an extremely difficult thing to do. So if you're at the top of the game, which the majority of these writers that are that are quitting their agents are, um, I, you know, it's it's tough to, to get another agent that's going to work just as hard for you or or, you know, or, or get you any work. So the fact that right. they're getting them work in the first place should mean something, even though there's you know a problem with the contract. Well, negotiate your contracts. You're the talent. Negotiate the contract. So that it benefits you more and benefits them. Nobody's happy in a negotiation. So you have to, both sides have to give up. 
Right, so and they're right in the middle you know, of instead of, instead of just season quit. two, they're starting to pitch all these shows because they have the new seasons being lined up. So now's when they start right. writing all this stuff to get going. So it's uh, coming a real inopportune time for everybody. So we'll see what happens. Very interesting. Uh, I did see where like some of them are helping their people that are showrunners and stuff are, are showing other writers work. So they are trying to help each other out, which is good. We'll see right. what, what becomes with it. Speaking of pop culture, there was a couple of pop culture things I had on yesterday's radar that we never got to with Katie. Um, I loved Mary Tyler Moore show. I liked everybody loves Raymond. My mother loved that. And, uh, we had uh, Georgia Engel passed away day before yesterday, who was, of course, Georgette, Ted Baxter's wife on the Mary Tyler Moore show and right. played uh, um, Patricia Heaton's mom and everybody loves Raymond. Um, I thought the interesting thing about it, she was 70 years old. The interesting thing about it, though, is they can't really give a cause of death because huh. she is a Christian scientist and wouldn't consult with doctors what was going on and won't let it, there be an autopsy. So no, we're not going to have any idea what she actually died from. Um, she hasn't been to a doctor forever unless she's 70 years old, but she was a Christian scientist, which I've, I've heard of that. And I know that they don't do the whole doctor thing, but uh, right. I've never seen that happen before where you're not going to ever really know what happened, which is kind of wild to mm-hmm. me. No, I had but, that, I actually just had that happen with me and a friend that died. Um, uh, they don't really, they're, you know, they're not Christian scientists, but they are Christians. And <clears throat> uh, she didn't get an autopsy. Uh, his wife didn't get an autopsy when he died. And so we have no idea. You know, <laughs> we have absolutely no idea what he died from. And, and wow. just, you know, the, the most important thing to to her at that moment was that she didn't get to see the second coming of Christ. And I'm like, no, the most important thing is you need to know how he died. So, <laughs> you know, and if he didn't get to see the second coming of Christ, isn't he sitting currently at the right hand of God? Because he died. Exactly. Right? And he's, a, he's a believer. So doesn't that mean he's sitting at the right hand of God currently? did not need to see the second coming of Christ. So, but, you know, I, I feel like, um, uh, yeah, it would have been nice to know what he died of. So seeing as how he didn't really have any problems before that. Especially if it could be hereditary for a kid down the line or something like that. You never know. Uh, Yeah. You don't know. You know, you're, um, yeah, exactly. It could be his great grandkids that, you know, that are suffering from something and they could live longer because they know what it is because of right. the way he died. So, but, you know, but yeah, there's, so a, there's a lot go. of people like that, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that, that are like that, that I mean, there's been the anti-vaccinations now. So, you know, I mean, all of it is, is that's all it's like anti-science and it, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm, you know, I can, I can prove uh, science. I can prove it. It starts as a theory and then we prove it because it's science where 
I'm still there, man. I, prove to me that there's a God. I, I just want to see it. I, I, I want to physically, tangible, prove it. So, and you, you can't. You can't. It's faith. It's all about faith. And That's I exactly just it. don't have, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have that. I, I, I don't have that, the, the faith in something that, that the, you know, sky daddy, and I, I don't know, faith that he's up there looking down and, and taking care of us all. Otherwise, we'd be in a much better place. This is true. Uh, let's go on. You know? Next thing in pop culture that uh, I have a confluence of feelings over this next article because I have people that I know here and uh, I'm one degree of separation away from this. But do you and Katie watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at all? No, we do not. <clears throat> Don't have a lot of time it to watch. But... Fantastic show. It's an amazing show. Um, and I don't remember what it's on now. I think it's on Amazon, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It could be Netflix. Um, right. No, but, I think it's Amazon. No, I no, I think it's Netflix because we could watch it. If we well, it does, whatever. It's on one of those streaming. Anyway, go ahead. Dude. Exactly. Well, Sterling Brown, who is an amazing actor, who's on This Is Us and just yeah. got um, Emmy for movies he did last year and everything. He is going to be doing a little arc on the show. So he announced that the other day. And I really like him a lot. I like This Is Us a lot. I like The Marvelous Maisel a lot. Um, and I have Stan Zimmerman, who was on our show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he, of course, wrote the, the creator of Marvelous Maisel, Amy Palladino, who also created The Gilmore Girls. And Stan wrote on that for a couple of seasons for The Gilmore Girls. So they're both really good friends. And Stan keeps trying to get to write for a season, and they won't pull her on because she's still doing all the writing. And he, she usually pulls someone in like three or four seasons in, four or five seasons in. So Stan's hoping that she's going to get bored of Mrs. Maisel sometime soon so he can right. write on that for her. But they know each other that way. And the star of it, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, is actually a huge advocate for the LGBT community and executive produced a movie called Femme, that a friend of mine stars in is based on uh, a short story that he wrote. And so uh, I have all sorts of connections to this show. So I've been watching it and it's just so great because it's, uh, uh, I don't know if you know the plot or not, but the plot is uh, this woman is married in a very waspy thing in in 1940s, New York. Husband wants to be a, uh, a stand-up comic. And works for the, the dad is very uh, waspy and they're, they're kind of talk. It's, it's very old school where the woman stays at home. The guy does works for the father's company, but he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. Bombs horribly, but his wife, Mrs. Maisel, ends up going on after he ends up leaving her for another woman. And it's just hilariously funny. And they have uh, Lenny Bruce. One of the characters on there, they have a guy playing Lenny Bruce, and it's just a lot of great comedy fun. If you're if you're a fan of comedy and you like uh, period pieces, this is just so much fun that you guys have to try to find time to watch this in your busy schedule because it's worth every second of it. And Amy Palladino is an amazing writer to begin with. The Gilmore Girls, I thought the writing on there was some of the best writing I've ever seen is why I like that show so much. And this is the right. same thing, right. very fast patter. Um, 
very snappy dialogue back and forth. And so I'm excited to see uh, Sterling Brown on there because he's such a fantastic actor. So to see that his acting with this writing is going to be kind of a treat. So that'll be happening cool. on season three. So I'm excited about that. That was a little pop culture news that I saw the other day. Nice. All right, we have about 10 minutes have, left. What do you want to jump We have into? anything politically that happened? Any any stupid well, shit? Well, um, I don't know. 45 if cents? It affected Katie at all, <laughs> but I know um, Peru's ex president, Alan Garcia, uh, killed himself today or yesterday when police wow. tried to arrest him. Um, he was under investigation for a connection with a Brazilian construction company that uh, triggered one of Latin America's biggest graft scandal um, where it was giving away lucrative contacts with bribes all over the place. I remember hearing about this a couple of years ago because this Garcia guy tried to go to Uruguay asylum because he was banned for leaving the country when all this was happening. And uh, Uruguay rejected the request. This guy's kind of been living in exile in Peru. And they finally just wanted to go arrest him the other day. And while they were at knocking at his door, the guy shot and killed himself, an ex-president of Peru. So I thought wow. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I remember I, hearing I, the story, I like know. I said, a few years back. But, I mean, surprise, we had we had bribes and we had corruption in a South American country. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But nice. uh, <laughs> that's um, all that. I, I mean, Katie, Katie might know better about this. You want to talk to her for a second? She might she feel better. Come about on, that. she might. Sure. Yeah, hold on one second. Not. Hey. How are you, my erstwhile co host? I miss you today. I love having Aww, you well, back, but you've been missed. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. That's very sweet. I've missed you too. And unfortunately, I'm packing, so I have not been able to see or to hear the show, which breaks my heart, but I'll listen to it later. And my question is, I may know more about what? Well, we don't know what's happening. One of the things in the news today, uh, Peru's ex-president, Alan Garcia, um, he was difficult. I told Craig, I remember hearing about it a while ago because there was this oh, big yeah. conspiracy. It was one of the biggest things for bribes back in there. And he tried to go to Uruguay for political asylum. Yeah, they he refused. Did. He asked for asylum in, in, in Uruguay a while ago and couldn't get it. They wouldn't give it to him. Yeah, right. Well, police suicide, have decided correct? they're going to charge him with these bribes and everything. Went to go get him this morning, and the guy ended up shooting himself. The ex-president, yep. after Alan Garcia, shot himself. Yeah. So um, it was very surprising. I, yeah. Well, it's you know there's there's a lot of corruption in in certain parts of South America. They're beautiful places, but it's uh, there's there's a lot of corruption. The poli- politicians, I mean, honestly, you know. I don't mean anybody any disrespect, but they steal a lot of money. You know, they steal the money from the people and, and uh, you know, all of the people that should be charged but aren't. I mean, if we, right. if we had a dollar for every one of them, we wouldn't need anything. Um, it's, it's just unbelievable. But, you know, it's unfortunate when anyone uh, takes their own life. But you can imagine, you know, where he was at. He did. He sought uh, asylum in Uruguay at one point, and, uh, and they said, they said no, so uh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. But I can imagine that he was, you know, he kind of weighed the, uh, you know, that what 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 would be happening to him, weighed his options uh, if he was arrested. 
I mean, I, I guess right. that there's no question that he was guilty. Maybe, you know, um, because otherwise, why wouldn't he have, unless he didn't feel he could get a fair trial. So it's, right. there's a lot of It's also happened a lot in of South corruption. America, both on for the good Sorry? people and the bad people, which happens a lot yeah, in South America absolutely. as well. Fair trials for both the innocent and the guilty, unfortunately. Well, you know, I had a lawsuit in, I had two actually lawsuits in, one in, one in Colombia and one in uh, Mexico. And neither one of them, nothing happened. Um, and it's because they, they, lawsuits don't, nothing happens with lawsuits. Uh, it, there's such corruption in the court systems that the ones with the money, the ones, I mean, I know that a lot of people might say, well, that happens here too. And, and, and to a certain extent, of course, it does. But to a certain extent, it's not quite as just transparent and in your face as it is, you know, in, in Latin America where they say, oh, no, don't right. because nothing's going to happen. Um, you know, there's, there's a process here. And even though there's, there's corruption here, like there is anywhere in the world, um, still, it's, it's, it's not uh, the way that it is in, in, in Latin America. You, and I'm sure other parts of, of the world and in other hemispheres. But um, it, you just... You just don't, uh, you don't, uh, you, you don't, you, you can't sue anyone because there won't be any, there, there will be no uh, fairness. It's just the person who has the most money paying off the court. I mean, honestly, and I'm sure there are right. people that would not be thrilled to hear me say that, but I experienced it firsthand and I'm not afraid to say it because it's true. Um, so I don't know uh, what the story is with this, with this gentleman. I know that. Um, I know that there was a, a claim of, you know, uh, tremendous misconduct out of Peru uh, because of, because right. of this, this gentleman and, and and how he affected others. But it is true, you know, it's very possible he might have thought he was not going to get a fair trial because uh, the court systems, shall we say, are just different, you know. Right. So, Yep. All right, we'll put our co-host so, back on. We have five minutes left. Have a wonderful afternoon. It's good to hear you. Thank you, my dear. It's lovely to hear you too. And I appreciate I appreciate being asked for my very limited expertise on this subject. <laughs> you are a go-to South American hemisphere girl. You are go-to. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you, my dear. Take care. Bye bye. All right, we have three minutes, my friend. Okay. Uh, weather forecast? <laughs> um, Tomorrow's going to be I all say... Mueller all the time. We're going to have that Mueller report tomorrow. So, yeah, let's get the weather out of the way today. Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow, really the Mueller tomorrow? report is coming out tomorrow morning. Nice. Good. And what, they're going to go public with that? Yeah, redacted public, yeah. Redacted public. Wow, yeah, it's going it's going public, but we're getting to see the same thing Congress is getting. And uh, well, depending on the be... number of redactions, um, right. you know, we we should be able to read between the lines. So you know, depending on depending on what's there, I mean, unless it's like an entire page right. that's gone, <laughs> then there's no way to read between the lines on that. Right. And so aren't they going, Let's go ahead and finish up with the weather report. You have three minutes. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be stormy and rainy in a couple different sections of the country. How's that? Look out for tornadoes. That works. 
Look out for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you know, I, I've been trying to tell people for uh, a, a while. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't know. I can feel it here in Chicago. I can feel it today. We're going to get hit by some rain. We're going to get hit by, by thunderstorms. You know, you, you look around, look around you and pay attention to what's actually happening as far as your weather is concerned. Exactly. Well, we, we let them know every day. I love it. I, I, we, we tease about it, Try but to. I think people need to know. And I like that. We yeah. Do. The Southeast, South, Southeast really needs to watch out right now. We've got a low pressure system coming through. They're sucking up energy from the Gulf of Mexico. So. All right. Well, with that, we're going to head out guys. Stay tuned. We have the Randy report coming up next. And at six o'clock, our brand newest show on left to trade radio, Astro Kiki radio, which as celebrity and astrology meets. Guys, thanks for listening. We're going to close with a little bit of Rebel. This is 11 Blocks. We'll be back tomorrow, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll be standing on our soapbox once again. Bye-bye. 11 Blocks from my door to your doorstep. Peace. Three years later and it feels too close. I thought I broke the last of that breakdown. The morning I sold your winter coat. Doesn't feel right when I'm grabbing a coffee The same old spot but I'm on my own I feel okay in the day but at night time You know how I get when I'm alone Cause my mind won't stop Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, Mayor Pete Buttigieg makes it official. He's running for president in 2020. 
A town clerk in upstate New York is forced to apologize for discriminating against a same-sex couple. Gus Kinworthy got emotional as he accepted this year's Point Leadership Award. Ryan Murphy plans to turn the hit Broadway musical The Prom into a Netflix movie event, plus LGBTQ films and TV I'm watching this weekend. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. An enthusiastic crowd came together today in South Bend, Indiana, as Mayor Pete Buttigieg officially announced his candidacy for President of the United States. Standing before a crowd of thousands in his hometown, the mayor said, My name is Pete Buttigieg. They call me Mayor Pete. I'm a proud son of South Bend, Indiana, and I am running for President of the United States. In speaking those words, he becomes the first openly gay Democratic presidential candidate in the history of the country. Should he make it to the finish line, he will not only be the first openly LGBTQ president, but the youngest person ever elected to the office. Speaking to the crowd, he said, I recognize the audacity of doing this as a Midwestern millennial mayor, more than a little bold at age 37 to seek the highest office in the land. The South Bend mayor thanked his husband, my love Chaston, for giving him the strength and the grounding to be who he is as they go forward. The young mayor told the crowd and the world that the guiding principles for his campaign will be simple enough to fit on a bumper sticker, freedom, security, and democracy. Expanding on the topic of freedom, he shared, quote, take it from Chaston and me. You're not free if the county clerk gets to tell you who you ought to marry because of their idea of their political beliefs. He also noted that it was just one vote on the Supreme Court that gave him the freedom to marry his husband. Speaking to the crowd, he said, quote, our marriage exists by the grace of a single vote on the U.S. Supreme Court. Nine women and men sat down in a room and took a vote, and they brought me the most important freedom in my life. Buttigieg, currently serving his second term as mayor of South Bend, is Harvard-educated, a Rhodes Scholar, an Afghanistan war veteran, who also happens to speak seven languages. In other words, he's the polar opposite of the current occupant of the White House. In recent weeks, Buttigieg's surge from zero support in political surveys to third place in multiple polls. A Monmouth University poll published this week showed Buttigieg in third place in Iowa with 9% support behind former Vice President Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, who each garnered 27% and 16% respectively. In New Hampshire, a new poll put Biden at 23% support, Sanders at 16% support, and Buttigieg at 11% support. Those results put him ahead of more well-known names like Senators Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Amy Klobuchar. According to several reports today, the Buttigieg campaign has raised over $1 million in just a few hours since his announcement. You can find Mayor Pete's full speech, of course, on therandyreport.com. 
On July 30th last summer, Thomas Hurd and Dylan Tofton went to the office of their town clerk in Root, New York, to obtain a marriage license. But instead of a joyful, upbeat episode in their lives, the men were dismayed to be turned down by town clerk Sherry Erickson. She put the couple off saying they couldn't get a marriage license because they didn't make an appointment before coming to the office. Lie. She also told the men that she has personal objections to same-sex marriage. That was the truth. Now, that's despite the fact that New York State legalized marriage equality in 2011 and the U.S. Supreme Court made it the law of the land in 2015. Tofton took to social media at the time to share the incident, writing, quote, Town of Root Clerk is a bigot, refused to do our marriage license. She said, make an appointment to have her deputy do it. Do your job, Andrew Cuomo. Governor Andrew Cuomo responded to the post by tweeting, marriage equality is our law in New York State. The denial of a license to a same-sex couple is an unconscionable act of discrimination. On behalf of all New Yorkers, I'd like to congratulate Dylan and his future husband on their marriage. Several town meetings were held, an investigation was launched, and a lawsuit was threatened by the couple. In the end, an agreement was reached. The town of Root would pay them in $25,000, plus Erickson would personally deliver a public apology. And so it came to be this past week on Wednesday afternoon that Erickson, standing in front of news cameras and town leaders at the weekly town meeting, made her apology. In my capacity as town clerk, it is my responsibility to provide marriage licenses to all couples, regardless of sex or sexual orientation, so long as they meet all applicable New York State legal requirements. As such, my office and I personally will issue marriage licenses to any couple without exception who is legally entitled to be issued one. On July 30th of last year, there was an unfortunate incident involving Mr. Thomas Hurd and Mr. Dylan Tofton who came, into, who came to my office seeking a marriage license. I'm sorry for any harm or inconvenience my actions caused the couple. Thank you. Hurd and Tofton eventually received a marriage license from another town and were married on August 18th. The couple told local news station WRGB that they're proud they stood up for marriage equality. Tofton said, quote, if we had never stood our ground, how many more people would have had to go through this? Olympic medalist Gus Kenworthy was honored this past Monday at the Point Foundation's 2019 New York Gala. The Point Foundation empowers promising LGBTQ students to reach their full academic potential, despite the obstacles often put before them, to make a significant impact on society. Point is the largest scholarship-granting organization in the United States for LGBTQ students of merit. Introduced by Queer Eyes' Jonathan Van Ness, Kenworthy accepted this year's Point Leadership Award by remembering his own school years when he was closeted. Speaking of the LGBTQ students in the room, he noted how incredibly inspiring they are to him as they live their truths today unashamed and unapologetically. He told the crowd, I wish that I had the courage to be myself when I was in high school, but it took me many years to get to that point. 
The Olympic silver medalist also addressed the stress and anxiety queer adolescents face during those years, saying, we often face ridicule and we face torment. My time spent in the closet is a blur of depression and anxiety. Noting that he did experience high points during those times, let's face it, folks, he became a professional skier, he graduated from high school, he made his first Olympic team, and he scored his first Olympic medal. The 27-year-old candidly shared that, I didn't really enjoy those moments to their fullest because I truly wasn't present for them. In keeping up a facade of straightness, he says he didn't really feel the gravity of winning an Olympic medal. And echoing sentiments we heard from White House hopeful Mayor Pete Buttigieg this past week, Kenworthy admitted that he tried to wish away being gay, saying, I remember wishing more than anything that I was just straight. I would literally pray that I might wake up and not be gay anymore. I would be normal and the rest of my life would be easy. I worked twice as hard at everything I did to make up for the fact that I was gay, something I thought was a shortcoming at the time. But coming out, something he used to fear, would be his salvation. Kenworthy explained that once he came out in 2015, he had his best ski season ever, and he hadn't changed a single thing about his training or approach to his sport, except, quote, I was finally competing as myself. It turns out that extra bit was his ticket to success. Kenworthy then listed many of the fearsome obstacles young LGBTQs face today, including violence and isolation. He became emotional in toning the dangers gays around the world contend with, like being stoned to death in countries like Brunei. And here in the United States, quote, we have a president who has made repeated attacks on our community, on our trans brothers, sisters, and gender non-binary siblings. But in the end, He expressed his confidence that the next generation of LGBTQ youth will create a bright future. Gus says it much better than I do. Let's take a listen to Gus Kenworthy's speech accepting this year's Point Leadership Award. I um, just want to say that I didn't know that I was going to be like crying all night long. But all these speeches that we've heard so far were so touching. And Jonathan, I love you, babe. So thank you for that awesome video, too, whoever made that. Please do all my work. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for this award. I am I'm truly humbled to be receiving it. Three years ago, I was here at this very same type of event for Point Foundation presenting the Point Legacy, or I'm sorry, the Point Legend Award to the one and only Greg Luganis. Yeah. I'm like holding this. I'm like, a piece for Gretchen Wieners. Um, um, I remember then, as I am being reminded now, how incredibly inspiring the young people in this room are. It warms my heart to see you all living your truths, unashamed and unapologetically. I wish that I had the courage to be myself when I was in high school. I wish that I had been comfortable enough in my own skin to acknowledge who I was and to share that person with the world but it took me many years to get to that point. The adolescent years of a queer person's life are not easy. They involve a great deal of stress and anxiety. We often face ridicule and we fear torment. My time spent in the closet is a blur of depression and anxiety. 
while not everything was bad during those years, I turned professional in my sport. I graduated high school, made my first Olympic team, and won my first Olympic medal. Thanks. Um, I can honestly say that I didn't really enjoy those moments to their fullest because I truly wasn't present for them. The person on stage, oops, God, I always get emotional when I talk in public. Um, the person on stage in Russia, bowing their head to have a medal put around their neck, was me, sure, but it wasn't the real me. I remember not even feeling the weight and the grat gratitude of, I can't talk, sorry. I, I remember not even being able to feel the gravity of that moment because I was so distracted trying to keep up a facade, trying to continue to make the world believe that I was someone that I just was not. I remember wishing more than anything else that I were just straight. I would literally pray that I might wake up and not be gay anymore and that I would be normal and the rest of my life would be easy. I worked twice as hard at everything that I did to make up for the fact that I was gay, something I thought was a shortcoming at the time. And while it instilled a great work ethic in me, it also drained me physically and emotionally. The ski season after I came out, although it wasn't an Olympic year, was my best season to date. I felt like I had the weight of the world taken off my shoulders. I was finally free from the shackles of my own mind. I felt liberated and confident heading into the first event of the season, the Dew Tour, and I won. And then I continued to win and podium every event for the rest of the season. I won X Games medals in all three disciplines that year, an accomplishment nobody ever had. I hadn't, I hadn't changed my training regimen, though. I hadn't taken a different approach to my runs. I hadn't done anything, except for the fact that I was finally competing as myself. I was no longer hiding a part of my life, putting it in a box, pushing it to the back of my mind to be dealt with after skiing after competing, when I was certain I was alone. I was just being me. And that little extra bit of energy that I previously spent worrying, stressing, compartmentalizing, that extra little bit was my ticket to success. And so, if I can give the young people in this room any piece of advice, it would be to just continue being yourselves. There are so many LGBTQ students dropping out of school to escape violence, harassment, isolation. There are countries like Brunei where gays are being stoned to death in the streets. <laughs> Sorry. And, he, and even here in the U.S., we have a president who has made repeated attacks on our community and our trans brothers, sisters, and gender non-binary siblings. <laughs> we have a vice president who still believes in conversion therapy for fuck's sake. And for those reasons, I am so thankful for the Point Foundation, for the grants that they are providing these young queer students. You young people are the future, and I have every bit of confidence that you're going to be creating a bright one. Thank you. It's the wine. I had wine. <laughs> you all have my support, and you have an entire community behind you. So... Continue spreading your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Because Shantae, you say. Hollywood super producer and director Ryan Murphy of Poe's American Horror Story and Glee fame 
has announced he's bringing another queer story to the small screen. Murphy announced on his Instagram this week that he will turn the new Broadway musical, The Prom, into a Netflix movie event. He wrote, The Prom is one of the most uplifting, heartfelt, and special musicals I've ever seen on Broadway. It's truly an original that celebrates the underdog and says in a loving, spectacular way that LGBTQ rights are human rights. Citing a special connection to the piece due to the location of the musical, Indiana, which happens to be where Murphy hails from, he told his followers, I'm thrilled to announce I'm turning it into a movie event for Netflix. In adapting the material for TV, the six-time Emmy Award winner shared that the Broadway creative team including Tony Award-winning director-choreographer Casey Nicola, will come along for the ride, as well as the stage producers. The show, which follows the story of a high school student in a small Indiana town who's prohibited from bringing her girlfriend to the prom, opened at the Longacre Theater on Broadway last fall to rave reviews. Variety wrote, So full of happiness, you think your heart is about to burst. The Hollywood Reporter wrote, Comic Gold. And Deadline announced Broadway comedy razzle-dazzle small-town bigotry. You may recall the splash the show made when the cast performed the number Build a Prom on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this past November. Upbeat, lively, and full of energy, the musical number closes with the two female leading characters kissing. I'm pretty sure it's the first same-sex kiss to be televised on the long-running parade. And speaking of LGBTQ-themed entertainment, here's a list of what I'm watching this weekend. Ryan O'Connell's unconventional comedy series special on Netflix is based on his own experiences as a gay man with cerebral palsy, navigating sex and a career in TV. He not only stars in the series, but he also serves as writer and executive producer. Critics are loving the depiction of a physically challenged gay man through O'Connell's lens. In one episode, he's convinced by a friend to hire a sex worker in order to lose his virginity. But instead of this turning out as a tragic moment, the sequence actually moves from awkward to touching and eventually to a sweet kind of sexy resolution. O'Connell recently told NBC News that he's still in shock that the series happened. He said, it feels very surreal because I didn't think any of this could be possible. And I've been working in Hollywood for six years now. I know that even the best ideas, even the best shows, with the best talent attached, the odds of one actually getting shot and made and released is very medium rare. Special is now available on Netflix. Also, this weekend, independent film Savage Wild. Leo is 22 years old and sells his body on the street for cash. The men come and go, and he stays right there, longing for love. He doesn't know what the future will bring, and so he hits the road, his heart pounding. Felix Marito plays Leo, a French hustler who's a beguiling homo goulash of low self-esteem and empathy, who falls in love with gay-for-pay odd, who doles out tenderness, disgust, and violence in equal doses. The critics loved the film. When the film hit the film festival circuit last year, Variety wrote a powerful portrait of a gay male prostitute in freefall. 
Savage Wild is now in limited release in theaters with new cities being added each week. And the Danish film Just Friends. The official synopsis reads, on the 10th anniversary of his dad's death, Joris still tries to come to terms with his father's absence when he meets the free-spirited Yad, who returns home to his family after living on his own. Although very different, there isn't an instant spark between the two, and they want to become more than just friends, but both have issues with their mothers that threaten to jeopardize their relationship. Cindy Lou Peoples at Frameline wrote about the romantic comedy, refreshingly, the family conflict in this romantic comedy is not that Yoris and Yad are gay, but that they are defying family expectations in other ways and must make a new set of choices about how to be themselves. Just Friends is now available for rent on iTunes and Amazon Prime. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.
Welcome to the Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the Internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Today, I'm joined by Canada's premier LGBT solo country artists, Drake Jensen and Patrick Massey, as they've teamed up to record an upbeat country song, Go Your Own Way, meant to inspire young people who are bombarded with the message that they are less than. The bright pop country track has a liberating anti-bullying message for young people in the closet and also knocks down the imaging and social media that perpetuates the idea of perfection, that we aren't good enough. The press release for the single reads, the fact is we can do something about it. We can go our way. After just one week, the track has leaped into the top 10 most active indies chart, which tracks downloads, streams, and radio play. Jensen and Massey have also launched the Go Your Own Way project on Facebook, a positive interactive space encouraging folks to share photos and videos expressing how they go their own way. It's a case of Canadian East meets West as Jensen from Ottawa and Massey from Vancouver team up for this powerful, timely message. Take a listen to Go Your Own Way, and then we'll talk with Patrick Massey and Drake Jensen.
Drake Jensen, Patrick Massey, thank you so much for talking with me today about your new song, Go Your Own Way. Great music, great message. Thanks. Thank you. I want to say first that I'm a big fan of both of you. Patrick, I've had your Min the Man albums from 2009 on my iPhone forever. Well, since 2009, I guess. And a little bit of Saturday. And Drake, I remember sharing your Stand By Your Man video with Willem in 2012. And I think it was shot like around the corner from my old house in Studio City at Oil Can Harry's, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Love that place. <laughs> oh, I, I used to be there all the time, all the time. So tell me how this collaboration happened. Have you guys worked together before? I understand you knew each other. Um, no, you take it, Drake. I was kind of feeling like a loner. I thought I was the only like LGBT singer in country in Canada. And I can't remember. I think it came through another media outlet that had shared something with me. And it was an article that I think it was Gay Calgary, Patrick, if I'm not mistaken, that you were in. And she said, you're not alone. And I contacted Patrick after that. And then we were always kind of in contact. And <clears throat> the circumstances just arose where we found time to work together. It was just the right timing. I think timing is pretty well everything. And the right song came along and the opportunity came along to do so. But, yeah, we've been talking for, what, a few years, eh, Patrick? Probably about yeah. five years, isn't it, or so? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Almost right when you came out, I think we started talking yeah. pretty much right yeah, after sure, that, right? After. Yeah, exactly. So, it was just timing, really, as far as, like, I've always wanted to do something, and I think that our communities don't really work together very well. I find that there's so much insecurity in the gay community that a lot of people tend to shy away from because they're terrified that somebody else is going to get ahead and they're not. And some people deem me as being negative for, for, for talking about the truth, but if that's negative, then I guess it's negative. But, you know, that's how a lot of people feel, and I've approached other artists before, like I've challenged other artists, and like Shelley Wright and, and some of the artists in the States, and they've always said that they wanted to collaborate, but they never do it. So um, I just wanted to be the one to step up to the plate and with Patrick and kind of show everybody that you, we can do it together. And it's the only way we're going to move forward if we do stuff like this. So, you know, and especially now, I mean, we've just made, Patrick and I just made the top 10 most independent, active independents on radio in Canada. Excellent. Congratulations. Um, that's, that's awesome. It's not the most in, most downloads either, Patrick. It's actually the most active, which means that the song is actually being played. So it's the first time an LGBT song has ever been on country radio, especially with two men singing it. And it's yeah. history that it's actually getting some major traction. The thing about this song that I like, it's very country, and it's very bouncy. It's very upbeat. It's something you can sing along to and feel good about, and just not just the lyrics, but the music itself. It, it's a terrific melody that just bounces along. I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really good job that uh, the writers did, you know, and even the demo when Drake sent it to me, it's, you know, we right away, and I wanted to write our own song, and then Drake's like, well, just listen to this one, and when I heard it, I was like, wow, this is awesome, and I especially liked the verse that I did and talked about, you know, I'm going to take a long walk and have a little God talk and hear him say, because there's so much time, you know, in the, you know, in the media and with certain groups who try to alienate gay people that were created by the same creator, if you believe that or whatever. And that to me is, was important message to also put out there, right? That, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all made by the same creator and, uh, like nobody's a mistake so it's that to me just really hit home for me when I heard those words because I think a lot of LGBT people have been pushed away from even having a spiritual relationship or believing in God because 
they've been told that they're not, he doesn't want to want to support you or whatever. But I think that's a load of crap, to be honest. I think it's, we're all made by the same creator. So that's that's Mm -hmm. a really good point, Patrick. It's just one of those things, right? I never really thought about it that way. So I, yeah, Yeah. I was, I'm always latched onto the, the the Photoshopping and, and people being, you Mm -hmm. know, that second verse is so strong about perpetuating the images, especially with gay men. I mean, we, my Facebook is ridiculous. It's just literally, no pun intended, pumped with guys that are like juicing on steroids probably three to four times a day that are killing themselves. And people are constantly trying to live up to that image. And I think that verse that you sang, Patrick, was just so integral to address that. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of men don't talk about that, right? Like a lot of guys with women and stuff we do, but there's, I mean, I've struggled with weight or whatever my whole life. It's, but a lot of men in our society, you know, we don't talk about those things. And and there is a lot of insecurity around that specifically in in the gay community. So I think it's important to show that side of uh, yourself as a man. So I was happy to have that verse. I think that's from what I've seen. I mean, I've visited radio um, a fair amount so far, and I'm going again tomorrow, and then I'm on for the road for another week visiting radio. But so far, the actual reception I've got from my radio visits are people are ecstatic about the song. Like this, mm-hmm. this is a, a really big pivotal thing for both Patrick and I. I think. I know both of you in coming out, both of you encountered your own bumps in the road, if I can call it that, not to make it smaller than it was. It was it was something that coming out actually impacted you, your careers. Some years ago, and you, you mentioned this might be a, a, a turn in the road for you guys, do you think things are getting better for, for male artists in country music? I think in 2014 we had Billy Gilman and Ty Herndon down here come out, and they seem to be okay, but their situations are a little different because, it, just for the listeners, if they don't know, Ty basically had his whole career for many years without coming out. Billy, being a child artist, kind of grew up without being in the spotlight anymore. So I think their situations were different, but do you feel like anything's uh, the things are getting better for male country artists being out Patrick? Do you? I do. I think, I mean, I, I mean, I came out so long ago, like in 2002, that was so long ago. And I mean, it was for me, it was so difficult because I mean, we didn't even really have websites or anything back then, you know, and I lost a major recording deal because of it and stuff. And this was in Nashville. I mean, I was in the thick of the thick down there. And I, you know, and and it's ironic because I saw all those artists around the time. And, you know, I'm not going to say where, but you know what I mean? It's like, so it was funny and nothing, nothing scandalous, but it's like, you know what I mean? I saw them for years and I was just kind of like, this is so bizarre, like, how does not everybody know this? But, you know, people just didn't talk about it. But, I mean, it's it has come far. And it's funny because my manager was just in New York last week and had meetings. And people were telling her, you know, bring Patrick back to Nashville. Things have things have progressed. Things have moved forward. So I'm excited to, to see that. I'm not sure. I mean, in the United States, as you probably know better than us, Randy, What's going on in the United States right now? It's kind of frightening. I mean, oh, it's trust me. Who knows? Know. Like what? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like we even even like touring and stuff. You know, like there's the concern for your own safety. Like you don't know what people are going to do, right? Especially when you're an out artist. I think it is getting better, though. I mean, I think that if uh, people have to take a stand, right? And I said at my show in Edmonton Pride on Saturday night, I said it's really cool that Katie Lang, Drake Jensen, and myself have kind of led the way in country music, and we're all Canadians. And that's a really cool thing 
to celebrate about Canada and how diverse Canada is and how much of a human rights leader Canada is. So it's something that, that I'm very proud of, and I know Drake is. I haven't had the opportunity to talk to Katie Lang about it, but we'd love to sit down with you, Katie Lang. <laughs> Let me get her on the phone. Hold on. I think I'm going to add one more here. Yeah, you know, and for, yeah, Drake, and for go me, ahead. From, from my standpoint, I mean, I was very surprised last week when I went to the radio stations. What I'm seeing in radio right now is an influx of younger girls instead of the the old guys club is kind of fading at radio, and you're seeing these younger girls who have just graduated from their media courses and are in radio and have the gay best friend, and suddenly the gay country singer walks through the door, and they want to talk about pride. Wow. So that's blowing my mind. Like when I sat down last week, I sat down with a – this guy was in his 50s, and he was interviewing me, and all he wanted to talk about was the fact that his town was having pride and how this song correlated so much with mm-hmm. a, a pride, being a pride-like anthem. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really almost uncomfortable for me because I didn't know how to do that, really address that situation very well because I'd never been on a, a country radio station talking about pride ever in my life yeah <laughs> so, so things, are, things are changing and and i think that patrick and i are going to be kind of come uh, will probably become like that little pride flag symbol that's on facebook right now because pride is a trending issue mm-hmm. yeah and it's really trendy everywhere right now so i think that patrick and i are going to be the the gay best friends in country music yeah. Well, I also think people don't want to be on the wrong side of history either. You know, I think that's a major thing now with things yes. with, you know, and it, it is. And, and because it's it's blown up in people's face when, you know, and that's I always say that to people, you know, you can say what you want to say. This is going to come back to haunt you because more people don't think that way anymore. The other thing is, even from a financial perspective, you know, you want the LGBT community to support you and your businesses and things because, as you know, if we get our, our bee in a bonnet and we want to boycott you, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get on it. And I hate to say it that way, but whatever's people's motivation for an opening their mind up, it's a starting point, right? So I think we need to just take it. And then we have the opportunity to show people You know, maybe what some people don't even really know about LGBT people, because some of the people that I know, guys, and they're like, oh, I've never met a gay person. And I'm like, do you leave your house? Like, I mean, (laughs) come on. I mean, we're everywhere. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you're talking about how things are different. And just from my perspective, I'll share like a quick 30-second story. I'm originally from Texas, so I grew up with country music. My best friends are from Texas. And last year, I attended my godson's wedding. And it was all Texans. And, you know, Texas is is as conservative, Republican as you can get. And can I tell you, at the reception, do you know who the most popular people were besides the bride and groom? The most popular people were a transgender boy who's a senior in high school who had just transitioned, and everybody was his best friend. And the other most popular guy was uh, this gay guy who was like 20 years old, and he was leading all of the, the people on the dance floor and like these dances, and when they had a dance-off between the girls and boys, they all just decided that this one guy won. Yeah. And the point of the <laughs> whole thing, awesome. I was sitting back going, 
wait, this is not how I remember Texas. This is not how I remember conservative people reacting to LGBT people. And it was an awesome thing in Texas. So now you understand how I felt at the radio station last week. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. you kind of go, what? You know, they have gay straight alliances in high school. Your song, Go Your Own Way, addresses the idea of bullying and standing up and not caring what people think. But back when I was in high school, I don't know about you guys, I was bullied. I heard the word faggot just about every day, even if I didn't even know I was gay. Did either of you experience bullying when you were younger? I didn't get yeah, that. Drake, you take that. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get to high school. Um, I had a nervous breakdown when I was like 15, and I uh, locked myself in my room for like six months. Wow. So the last, the last going off, my last day of school was a flash mob beating um, that lasted about roughly a mile with two guys with boards with nails in them um, and a crowd of people of about 75 that gathered around and followed them while they to me. Um, that was the last day. That was like grade nine. There was no more school after that. I left school. And it was interesting because I've just recently reconnected with one of the guys that did that to me on Facebook. Did you? And it was one of, it was one of the most surreal things ever, you know. I, I sent him, like, a message, and I, I said, I see you have children. I said, I hope they don't suffer. I said, but you, what I suffered at, the, at your hands, I said. So, And I posted, interestingly enough, I posted the Scars video in, in the message, and I said, thank you very much, though. I said, you've motivated me to do this and help thousands of people. Did he respond? I'm just curious. He did. He did. He did. He did with, a, with an amazing story from his side of oppression and religious oppression and mm. being brainwashed and wanting to release, and that's how he did it, was he bullied other people because he felt powerless. Because bullying, is bullying isn't about power, it's about losing power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we decided we would be friends, and now we're Facebook friends, and, and the past is the past. Wow. Um, but still, it doesn't it doesn't make things any better. Yeah. That's for sure, right? But yeah, I never got to high school. Like I just recently graduated from high school um, four years ago. Oh, congratulations! At least you did that, Drake. Yeah. I did. I went back, and, and then when I went yeah. when I went home to Cape Breton, and I played a show there in my hometown. Actually, Glace Bay High came to the show, and they awarded me an honorary high school diploma at the show. Yeah, that's awesome. Which was great. So it was like there was all this. There's been all this healing going on, which is really, really good. Yeah. But you know, I know Patrick. I think you were you graduated, Patrick, right? Yeah, I did. But you know, the interesting thing is, Randy, is I, it's a good point that Drake makes. Is you know, I remember years ago, I worked at there's a big hardware store in Canada called Canadian Tire, right? And it was one of the first jobs I had out of high school. And I was working graveyards. We were doing store audits, and I was with this young girl. Her name was Teresa, and she was, you know, the daughter of a pastor, and you know the whole thing. And 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 I was probably like the first gay person she ever met, and and we would talk, right? And uh, she would, you know, she she quote the Bible and quote this and quote that. And I said to her, I said, "Well, Teresa, what do you think?" You know. And then she came back the next night, and she said, "You know, she's like, you're you're the first person, Patrick, who's ever asked me what I think." And I said, doesn't that concern you, Teresa? You're 23 years old, and no one's yep. – you've owned, I said, you can't hide – not that there's not great lessons and values in the Bible, but I said, you can't hide behind a Bible and use a Bible to, to judge other people. And I said, you know, Teresa, I grew up very Catholic, and I grew up that way, and my parents were Christ-like. The ironic thing is, and it's similar to what years ago in the Westville Baptist Church was doing a show in Mesquite, Texas. You probably know where that is, Randy. Oh, course, yeah. And they picketed 
I, it was the same thing. I said, you know, Jesus only ever judged the hypocrites and the Pharisees in his lifetime. So if he if he wouldn't be standing with you, he'd be walking with me because we're all imperfect people here. And it's interesting to see that and exciting to see that there is some true Christians out there that are finally coming around. Like you said that time when you're in Texas, like I think people are realizing people are people and everybody needs love, right? Everybody needs acceptance. Absolutely. It it is interesting to watch it go by as as time keeps moving forward. For me, as an LGBT activist and and writer, I look back now and I go, wow, look how far we've come. It felt like we were inching, inching, inching. It just felt like we were crawling across the floor so slowly. And now I look back and I just realize a lot of great things have happened. It comes from these changes in these people that we talk to. It's all about visibility and having rational conversations. I was just at a dinner last night, and a conservative woman brought up – she's an ally – LGBT ally, but she brought up the idea of not boycotting because, you know, doesn't that like really put up a wall? And I said, well, no, and we Mm -hmm. don't have to be jerks about things, but we do have to, we do have to make our side heard. We have to raise our voices. The other thing is that it's when we had the same gender marriage fight in Canada, there was a lot of people, even people in my circle of friends who I thought were a lot more open-minded, you know, and I said, and they're like, well, call it something else. Do this. And I said, no, you're missing the point. It's about the word. If I can't do everything that you can do in a democratic society, then I'm not equal under the law. And that's all it's about. It's not even really about gay marriage or trans rights. It's like either. And your guys' constitution states clearly everybody's equal under the law. Oh, but wait a minute. If you're this, you're not. If you're that. And, and every American should be fighting for that because that's basic of the constitution and i that's what always i can't understand about people it's like either everybody's equal or they're not but if they're not then stop going and telling other countries and other nations that they have to instill these you know democratic values in their own societies when it's not even being done in your own backyard. Yeah, it's all a little pretend when, when they, they say one thing but want to do another, and that, that has been uh, a lot of the conversation down here in America. I love Canada, and by the way, we all love your prime minister, and we really want him to be our president. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so lucky. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking about this, all of these things. These are really important things for people to hear. And congratulations on the song, Top Ten. I want all my listeners to know you can get the song right now on iTunes and Amazon. I'll have the links in the show notes for this podcast. You're going to be appearing together August 20th at the Arts Court Theater in Ottawa, correct? Yes. And, Randy, there's one other thing. Drake, do you want to just give a little maybe 30-second thing on the Go Your Own Way project? Because I think that's very important to get out there. Yeah, there's a page, there's a Facebook page, too, and it's been crazy because I haven't had enough time to actually sit down and work it, which I, which I should be doing. But I, it's with radio, I had no idea it was going to blow up like this. But the Go Your Own Way project page is up on Facebook. So you can go pay, post on that page. People can make positive posts. They can post pictures of them and their partners. They can pictures post pictures of them after they've transitioned from being trans people. I don't care what people put up there as long as it's very, very positive. Um, the page is, is there, and it's actually you can link it through my page too, I think, on my music page. It's very present on through the feeds. Um, but people are mm-hmm. welcome to go and like the Go Your Own Way project page because we kind of want it to be about everybody else too, right? Yeah, and, the, and Ellen yeah, DeGeneres, if you're out there listening, please have us on. We want to get this message out there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It'd be really nice to see somebody in the U.S. embrace this. I mean, we. Yeah. We, well, Randy we, is. Lo- <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Randy, you are, of course. <laughs> but 
I mean, this is the first time that anybody in the U.S. has even looked at it. Um, the one thing I do find about being Canadian um, is that sometimes uh, Patrick and I do get overlooked, and I, and I don't think I'm being whiny. I just, mm-hmm. I just really find this a trend is that if you're Canadian, you're kind of not included in the apple pie, if you know what I mean, because it's not all American. It would be really nice to see some unity, and I actually did a post on Facebook yeah. tagging likes of Steve Grand and, and Ty Herndon and Billy Gilman and Shelley Wright. Shelley Wright, and, yeah. And I tagged them all and said I'd love to work for us all to work together sometime. And, and I know one artist, country artist, in her book, wrote in her book that one of her itineraries was to help other LGBT artists, and I have not seen that yet. So I say well, bring it. Well, I think she knows now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, guys, thank you so, so much well, for sharing. Well, thank you, Randy. Uh, and congratulations well, Thanks very much, Randy. We really appreciate this, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear the A, Randy? There's the I, Canadian I, I right there. I think it is so charming. I do. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I didn't even realize I said it until you just mentioned <laughs> yeah. it. Well, as soon as you're – when you're – every time I'm in the States, my friends are, you say A all the time. I'm like, well, you talk like this, so do I do that? <laughs> we do. <It's> not nice. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Listen, guys. guys. Thank you right. so much. Thank Have you. a great day. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, Randy. Okay. For more info about Drake Jensen, head over to drakejensen.ca. And for Patrick Massey, there's patrickmassey.com. Gee, that's easy enough, eh? Mm, Randy, you didn't do that. We'll stick to y'all. Remember that Go Your Own Way is available now on iTunes, Amazon, and all digital download outlets. That brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes. And then every time I upload a new episode, it will be sent straight to you automatically. And remember, you can find me every single day on the Internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, and welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We have an excellent show planned today. We're going to be diving into... 
some cosmic guidance from the stars. We have actually a new season beginning this week as well as a powerful full moon. And we are going to be talking with the wonderful, beautiful, and talented Lauren White. We are going to also talk about some things like Coachella, which is happening right now and this coming weekend, as well as some hot news with Sam Davidson. So I am Kyle Thomas. I'm a pop culture astrologer, and I'm going to pass along to my incredibly talented co-host. My name is Aaron LaFaro. I'm an astro coach. That's astrology and life coaching together. Um, I'm also an artist. I'm here to talk about some astrology today. Hey guys, I am Sam Davidson, and I am an entertainment news journalist, a Hollywood pop culture fanatic. I know everything that is going on in Hollywood, the good, the bad, the ugly, and with this show, we're going to be talking about all of that and how it relates to the stars, but we have our incredible guest, Lauren White. Hello! Hello! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. We met you, Kyle and I did, at the uh, Haunting of Hill House after party, right? And had such a good time. Oh my god, it was such a blast. <laughs> we had like the craziest, most magical night, and yes. we made great friends, but Lauren also is an amazing actress here in Hollywood. She's been on Parks and Rec. She has a new indie film coming out called Portal. She's also an animal rescue-like lover, volunteer, all of that. And we're just really excited to talk to you because you've been in this business. You've been hustling, bustling, working your butt off, and it's finally starting to pay off, which is a beautiful thing to see. And I am super excited to be here. I can't wait to find out what my stars hold and, you know, have you guys tell me how to succeed. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to get to all of that and especially all the stuff about your career. But before we get there, we, of course, are going to be talking about the astrological forecast for the week. Yes. So, obviously, the, the planets are always moving around us and they affect our lives in different ways by creating patterns and rhythms for all of us. Right now, we have two major things that are going to, begin, going to be happening towards the end of this week that Aaron and I would love to talk about. The first thing that I think we should address is the full moon in Libra on the 19th. So what, what, what does that feel? What are we, what are we thinking about that? Uh, so this, it's the second full moon in Libra this season, which is very rare to have two full moons in the same sign in the same year. Uh, it's very last degree, just hours after the full moon, the sun and the earth change signs, and Taurus season begins. The moon will also change signs into Scorpio, and we'll continue to feel this need to balance parts of our lives between the two, the two energies. Totally. Experiencing. Totally. One thing that uh, collectively we all have been focusing upon is because Libra rules partnerships. So whether that's, you know, romantic partnerships, business partnerships, any important, you know, relationship that is a mirror to us, we have been collectively addressing and, and, and kind of, you know, seeing, you know, the balance, you know, as, as Aaron was saying about, you know, how, how strong are these relationships and, and how do we want to either grow with them or, or evolve, you know, and, and some relationships will actually end because karmically they're not serving our higher purpose. So, you know, if that does happen to you this, this week, you know, don't, don't be afraid because you're actually being redirected to, to more fulfilling and better relationships. More in alignment with your path. Exactly. I have a question. So I'm a Libra, mm -hmm. and when you say, oh, there's this moon in Libra, blah, 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 does that like have any effect on the actual sign of oh, the person? Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. It focuses more on you than, than elsewhere. So everyone's going to feel it. Everyone's going to have it somewhere in their chart, but if it's your sign, it's literally all eyes on you, mm -hmm. you are the focus, 
yet another one. How, how are you at the, la- the last full moon in Libra, the very first day, back in on March 20th? It was probably a hot mess. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> actually, you know, I do remember this before because we were talking about it. So, you know, you've had a lot of significant transformations and, and culminations that, that have been happening in your life. And, yeah, you know, and so that's, you know, you are going, you're, you're, you're moving forward faster and changing into this next stage of your life because the things that came before with it being a full moon that, that creates an ending, a closure, and, and allows you to, you know, move forward to the next level and begin new journey. Yeah, and, and again, the, the, the probability and the, the karmicness behind mm-hmm. having two full moons, the first one was the very first degree of Libra, and this one was the very last degree, the very first day and the very last day of every season. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a bookend, mm-hmm. like where we, something major, new beginning shift, and then now mm-hmm. major ending kind of shift into the new um, the season when it starts on, on Saturday. Well, very exciting. I'm just very happy that the uh, shadow of Mercury retrograde is about to be over. Yeah. Aren't we oh, all? Dear. Yes. Yeah. Finally put that one behind us. Right? Oh, that was a mess. Um, this was the first time officially that I had technical, like major technical difficulties. What happened? Um, emails weren't being sent. Oh, God. Like you had to do that because we were trying to get in touch. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was showing on my Gmail that it was sent, and then I'd open another window, and it was just not a draft. It wasn't yeah. sent. I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. I've never had, you know, people, I've heard about Mercury, Mercury retrograde, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it, but I didn't feel it. Everyone secretly makes fun of those people. Yes. I mean, I wasn't, but I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's affecting you, but I don't, I don't relate. And then, yeah, I had like meltdown this time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one was a really tough one. Got some more believers from this one. Totally. Yes. Totally. Um, so yeah, also uh, one thing that I think we should address is Taurus season. So we have been, you know, in Aries season. We, we currently are right now. And Aries energy is fiery, the, the beginning, you know, it's, it's, it's leadership energy, and it allows us to initiate new beginnings, new plans, new relationships, and, and really create that spark. However, with Taurus season beginning on the 20th, I, I, I am a Taurus, and I'm so excited about it, because it allows us to take those initial plans, put those seeds into action, and, and build the, the, the abundance and harvest that we want. So, you know, another, th- we were talking about this the other day, so tell us about all of the amazing manifestation that we're going to be having with Taurus season. So to having Mercury leave shadow, we'll see uh, the tangibility of everything we've been working on internally, internally mm-hmm. within the retrograde um, this week. With Taurus season, Tor- it's it's our planet, it's Earth, it's it's Mother Nature. Uh, we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna we're gonna we know it's the best. It's about it's a time to focus on our self worth and what we truly value and and to and to grasp grasp that and, and go forward with it and, and enjoy too. Fixed seasons are always enjoyable because fixed, fixed signs just want to mm-hmm. hang out and, and chill and they know what's right and what, what they want and it's about what you know you truly value. Totally, totally. And one thing that I you know really do love about Taurus energy is that it's ruled by Venus. So we have this ability to take pleasure within our lives, create art, make love, you know, build beauty in our li- in our lives and, and that's very important to me because I you know I am I am that energy you know I want to you know indulge in my body and indulge in my heart and and share that abundance and beauty with everyone that's around me because I'm very blessed to you know have the ability to do that and I, I just love making people happy so I thought you were about to say I just love making love that's gonna be like Kyle well, I mean it's true <laughs> <laughs> but it's been so long it's a time to celebrate. Different podcasts. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a dry smell up in this bit. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, do we have anything else coming up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably, you know, a good flow for... Uh, after the craziness of, of Aries season, it's going to be a time for us to, to calm down a bit. So we don't need Saturn going to retrograde mm-hmm. in Taurus season. It's a time to celebrate, like Kyle said, time to celebrate your body, our planet, Earth is another planet that rules Taurus. Mm-hmm. Mother Nature celebrated. Earth Day is in Taurus season. 420 mm-hmm. is in Taurus season. Times to enjoy, relax, and enjoy the hype of spring. Perfect, perfect. Can Great. Wait. So we are going to jump on to our next segment, which is going to dive into the depths of Hollywood. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We are going to be talking about my personal favorite segment, which is about celebrities, pop culture, all the big stories of the week, and what's really going on in these people's charts, and if it makes sense as to the crazy, interesting decisions and things that are happening um, to these people. So my first story, Kim Kardashian, reality TV star, socialite, entertainment mogul, activist, she literally does so many things, but something that we never expected from Kim is to want to become a lawyer. So she has officially released a statement saying that she is going to be taking a four-year apprenticeship with um, these really huge lawyers, I'm assuming, to study to take the bar in 2022. And actually, California is one of four states that doesn't make you go to law school to take the bar. Interesting. And, you know, let's not forget that her father was um, the late Robert Kardashian, who, of course, was on the O.J. Simpson trial and really helped kind of get him off. So it's kind of in her blood. It's not that um, crazy. Kim is also a Libra. So I'm trying to figure out from you guys, is this something that's really coming out of left field or does it make sense? I think it's a natural progression for her. Um, She's a Sagittarius rising. Mm -hmm. Sagittarius and Jupiter rule the law. She's a Libra sun, like you said, fair and just. She's a Pisces moon. She's compassionate. Her father was also a Pisces. Um, uh, What's happening right now, Jupiter just retrograded in her first house, which is a great time to go back to school to uh, get that higher education to put the investment into yourself. Um, what else has happened? She, the, Mercury just retrograded over her natal moon, mm-hmm. which could in her in her career in a, in her home sector. So she's probably was thinking about her father a lot um, because it's due to that connection. She has the Sun and Saturn naturally in her twelfth house of, of, uh, or in her tenth house of reputation, and she has her Jupiter and Venus nataline Virgo um, in her in her ninth house, which is also that higher education energy. So and, and with Jupiter in a hard angle to her natal Jupiter. She, it's sparking up a new interest of, of, of her direction. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I love all of that. I wanted to also highlight the fact, so with Jupiter being in her, her first house of identity, she's changing her identity now. And she's actually in the luckiest transit for 12 years for her. So, you know, this, this evolution and growth that's happening to her is going to actually really enhance her life and her family and everything going forward. The other thing that I want to actually make a big uh, note about is that we just had a new moon in her house of partnerships on the 5th. So all of this, this connection with her finding mentors and 
the thing about when in this area of your chart, it also has a connection with your relation to the public. And so that is one of the things. It's, it's not the same kind of thing as like a career achievement and fame. It, it's how you communicate with yeah. the public. So with that energy being here, when she's announced it, it makes a lot of sense looking at all of that together. Lauren, as an actress and someone that's been in Hollywood for some time, I mean, I personally, not a big Kardashian fan. I, I don't love what they have kind of done to Hollywood and so many different things. But what are your feelings about this particular story? Are you like, oh, what BS? Or do you think this is possibly an interesting, positive way that she could kind of take her life and career? I have to agree with you that I'm not, I don't have anything against them, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily on board with that. Um, but that being said, if she really is looking to help people and use her fame for, I don't want to say a good cause, because it's yeah. for profit, but, you know, depending, I, did she actually say what type of law she wanted to well, practice? I don't think she's officially said it, but we do know that she's randomly been involved in politics the past couple of years. She went to the White House to get that woman yeah. out of jail. Uh, that mm-hmm. was for, like, a small drug crime. She's also got helped someone and, like, paid five years of their rent when they got out because they couldn't afford it. And, I mean, yeah, seeing her go to the White House and, like, sit down with Donald Trump in Instagram posts was a bit absurd. And it made, yeah, made me yeah, yeah, not take her too seriously. I know. I'm like, well, watch what you say about Kim, because I might not like her, but we're the same sign. <laughs> and, and, and Donald is a, a Gemini as well. That's mm-hmm. a fire sign. Well, yeah, we, we have a lot of those in the house tonight. So, <laughs> overall, we're thinking yeah. positive. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jupiter goes direct, directly on her ascendant, and the full moon this Friday is exactly on her sun. Well, because literally, yeah, I, was, I was looking at that. Yeah, so <clears throat> Jupiter, her sun is 13 degrees. And it's direct at 14. Jupiter, yeah, it's going to go back. And her sun's at 28 degrees, and the full moon's at 29. So it's very, yeah. she's very highlighted right now. And for the next few months, until Jupiter goes direct and leaves shadow mm-hmm. at the end of the, at the end, in, in November, mm-hmm. it's complete time for her to overhaul her identity and, and what she truly wants to put herself out into the world. Well, hey, if it's something positive that makes people more, you know, see them in a positive light, I'm totally down and happy with it. Our next story is something that has been a huge part of the news um, the past couple of months. It's Jesse Smollett. If you guys don't know what's going on, I'm going to clue you in very quickly. Basically, at the end of January, Jesse was allegedly attacked in Chicago at night as he was walking down the street by two men that he said threw homophobic slurs at him, um, racist, they poured like bleach on him and tied a noose around his neck. It was horrific and all of the public was just felt so terrible for him. They also claimed that they were white, yes. which is now... They were insane. definitely not. So while all of this horrendous, Um, There were a lot of holes in his story. So these two men actually, I think one of them was an extra on Empire. Um, They were both personal trainers. There was a check written from Jesse to these two men, which he claimed was for um, personal, um, what's going to say, personal workout services, uh, personal training services. And, but they got, like, they were arrested, and then they were released really quickly because they were totally ready to cooperate with the police because also Jesse had gotten letter a letter on the Empire set threatening him, and so they like got the you know postal service involved, and apparently Jesse, what they're saying, sent this to himself. 
um, very bad. He was arrested and released on bail and all of that, and things were really, really not looking good for him. But next thing you know, they go into court, and I think this is, let's see, March. And it's it's fine. They released all the charges, nothing against him. Um, and there were certain people on the case that quit, that left. It was like very convoluted. So something was going on that was weird and dark behind closed doors. And it seems that he was off scot-free. But then just this past week, the city of Chicago is suing him. They are, even though he's not being criminally charged, they want $130,000 for all of the time, resources, money that they spent helping him and trying to tackle this case. So I know we have talked off air about Jesse before, but of course, let's repeat this for our audience of what was going on with him, what's going on with him now, and what do you see kind of in the future, how this is going to play out? Well, looking at his chart, he has so much Gemini. He's triple Gemini. So much. It's so crazy, you know, and it's like Gemini energy is very, you know, like every, every, you know, sign has a higher vibration and a a darker one, and he's resonating in a darker place of duplicity and illusion and, and all of that. And the Mercury retrograde. With exactly square his sun and moon. Yeah. And correct exactly square his ascendant. From his 10th house of career reputation exactly. and standing in the world. He destroyed himself through that. And Pisces is also very deceptive energy. Exactly. You know, and it's, I just, I, it's funny because when I was looking at his chart today, I was just like, you did it to yourself. And, and, and you know? Yeah. So did he essentially, in a way, have a choice? Like, this didn't have to turn out this I'm way? Sure. He didn't have to do it. And he's, right. He's also... <laughs> Fair. Right. And, oh, he's also having his nodal return, so all the eclipses are in his... Uh, so you're in the nodes, the direction of life you're going, and so the eclipses mm-hmm. for the next year and a half are in Cancer and Capricorn. He's a north node in Cancer, so he's reviewing his life. He's he's Things are shifting every six months dramatically yeah. for people, especially with that polarity highlighted highly, but just in general for everyone. Totally. Well, also, you know, looking at his chart, so I, I actually looked at the exact date that you brought up here. Mm-hmm. So his his fame and honor and his career are, are ruled partially by Aquarius and Pisces. On January 29th, the, t- the Sun and Mercury were in Aquarius, which is his career. And then, again, on the 20th and the 21st, when he turned himself in, mm-hmm. uh, that was the day that Mercury was entering shadow. And Mercury was conjunct Neptune, which is a place of blurring facts, illusions, and deception. Wow. And, also, and Mercury also went directly Is that crazy? Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I still, like, I've interviewed him on the red carpet before. I have always been mm-hmm. such a big fan of his. And... I it took when people were first saying that he lied all of this. I was saying this absolutely horrific thing to say about him. How dare everyone? But then when the facts, you know, and for someone to turn themselves in like that, yeah. I just you know right now he's on a beach vacation with his family actually somewhere. Um, I mean yeah he he's been through a rough time, but and it's also been a very touchy subject for people to talk about in Hollywood because people are kind of afraid to touch it. Because they don't know exactly the truth, and these are really powerful people involved. It, and there's a lot of hot button issues. You've got race, sexual mm-hmm. orientation, yeah, yeah. yeah. hate crime. The yeah. irony is that Gemini rules facts. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Oh, so man. A lot of shifting and a lot of illusion. And, and again, so the date Kyle said when, when he turned mm-hmm. himself in, Mercury went direct back with Neptune. Yeah. And the probability of that happening at all is very slim. So a lot of just... And, and Neptune also rules the media. So a lot yeah. of... And Hollywood. Yeah. And Hollywood. And Hollywood. Yeah. And the silver screen. Anything on, on, yeah. on TV. So. It's like a perfect storm. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's like, you know, uh, with us, you know, teaching people about astrology and looking at, you know, the things that are happening, you have, you always have the ability to, you know, uh, direct, yeah, direct your <laughs> life. However, there are certain things like eclipses that are like these tent poles that are going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I kind of look at it in the sense of like, you know, between, between eclipses, we have the ability to kind of create our path. But when that eclipse hits, it's going to redirect you. So, like, you know, with you, it's going to rule money. You're going to have an eclipse in, in your finance or financial sector. sector. And, yeah, so, be, like, that's going to happen. For me, it's communication and the media. Mm. So, like, you know, it's, it's all of these different kinds of things. And for you, it's your career. Yes, you're talking to me, pointing at me. <laughs> what do you guys see as far as what's coming up in his chart? Are things calming down? Are they going to continue to get well, worse? With, with Jupiter, I don't know how they could. With Jupiter now retrograde in his uh, house, we're going to be reviewing uh, relationships, business agreements, anything sort of. You know, he's probably going to get, you know, like a different representation. His representation is going to shift. They may drop him um, because it's going backwards now. Empire already, I, I stopped watching a couple of years ago, but I know that they wrote him out of at least the last episode of this, this a, season. Oh, it, but it's been renewed though, right? Yes, but I also think, and what I've kind of heard is that this could be the end of Empire. Some scandals oh make people want to tune into something wow. more. But this one did not have that effect. Mm-hmm. After all this happened, the ratings dropped for Empire tremendously. So he could have ruined this for his entire cast, who loved him. Wow. Or I don't I'm, I still love him. You know, I don't know. But I think that he's either not going to be back on the show or the show will maybe have like a half-season order or something. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I don't know if they were officially picked up or not. But I do know that this season, well, they've written the last episode. So I guess we'll kind of see where that goes, but things don't seem like smooth sailing. There's just going to be a lot of reassessment for Jesse, is what it sounds like. Yeah. And yeah. collateral damage. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is because. Well, it, and so Jupiter is going to be going into his eighth house. So and that's that's like there's enemies that are there. Oh, also with the seventh house that does rep. <laughs> that rules open, open enemies. enemies. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like I mean he just. Because what, yeah, what's happening yeah. with the two people that were the two personal trainers? What's going on with them? I mean, they've cooperated with police, and now people are saying, well, aren't they going to fight back now that Jesse is off scot-free? But they essentially are like, we want nothing to do with this story anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just going to back off. But it's very odd. Like, our justice system is so messed up because there needs to be somebody blamed for this crime, whether it was a fake crime or a real crime, because if it was a fake crime, that's still a crime. Yeah. yeah. But it just... And just ruined it for how many... If, if mm-hmm. he did fake this, how many victims are now not gonna be shamed or not... Yeah. 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 Well, and it's like, I mean, especially, you know, with the hot topics of, you know, his sexual orientation and race and all of that, like, it just bottles my mind. Yeah, it just, it just bottles my mind. It's like, you know, 
with us being in the Trump era, you know, feeding, you know, all of this kind of, you know, hate is just something that... It's, it's 2020 is going to be a good year, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, it's just, it's really... Yeah, and I I don't by any means think if he did and he d- definitely did something. It, it's he's there's and I, it, it, everyone knows that he's not completely innocent yeah, with this. In, no, there's no way he turned himself in. But the and they let the city keep his bail money, which yeah. If you're totally innocent and your record's not sealed, wouldn't you get your money back? Yeah, but you know now his lawyer is saying that we're not going to pay you guys more money. How dare you? We want a public apology for Jesse. And the city of Chicago is, hell no. We are absolutely not doing that, and you're going to pay us for what you put us through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely really interesting. Second is house Yeah. Yeah, and regardless, I there's no way that anything is justified in doing something like this, but is it possible that in Jesse's probably very angry self, you know, there hurt, hurt, there anger that he thought doing this would help, or did he was it self-serving? Mars is in his sign right now, so he's very angry. Yeah, in his first house, oh, and mm-hmm. approaching his sun and moon, so he's only going to get angrier before. And we wouldn't like him when he's angry. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like six sh- <laughs> really scary, actually. Um, I'm sure we will have more stories about this coming up. Uh, but let us know what you guys think. Everyone, of course, has an opinion about this because it's probably one of the craziest things that's literally happened in the last decade in Hollywood. Literally. Yeah. 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 stranger than fiction. <laughs> <laughs> really is. So, on a bit of a lighter side, we are in Coachella season, everybody. Yes. I've never been, um, don't really, you know, I don't like crowds, but people love Coachella. It's a very exciting thing for everyone. It was just this last weekend in Indio, California, which is right around Palm Springs, Palm Desert. All the celebrities flock there. They perform, and some of the people we're going to be talking about as far as the performances, and they are performing both weekends, is Ariana Grande, first and foremost. She just had an absolutely epic performance with NSYNC. I believe it was yesterday they mm-hmm. they performed. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about what was going on with all that. Well, so basically, you know, I was I was hired by some publications to do a very specific forecast for all of these top stars. So I had to look into all of their charts specifically. It did take a long time. But um, it's, it's really interesting to kind of see how these planets are, are affecting them. The one thing across the board, I did about 15 of them, I believe. We're not going to go through all of them. But... Every single one of them has an area of their chart that's lit up insane right now. Of course. And it's, it's crazy. And that's why I was just like, oh, my God. It's just like the more I research and look into it, it just really boggles my mind. So uh, the first person we're going to talk about here is Ariana. So with chart-topping hits, thank you, next seven rings and break up with your girlfriend, Ariana's ascent just won't be stopped. Her impact on pop culture has been practically imperial, and catchy songs and sassy personality just add to the package. Ariana is a Cancer with a Capricorn rising. This means that the sun will be dancing through her fame sector the first weekend, all all the time right now, giving her an immense amount of extra star power. A full moon also falls in yet another fame region for her on the 19th, which is coming up, spilling an immense illumination on her throughout the second weekend, 
two. Ooh. Yeah, right? She's also a Libra moon. Yeah. So then during the second weekend, uh, expect to see her bringing even more edge to her performances, likely on an adre- adrenaline rush from the first weekend. Also, with Venus and Mercury gracing her fame sector, too, she's guaranteed to be announcing some exciting news in the press. Like, there's, I know that's going to happen. So there's going to be something of that nature. Um, so, yeah, so if you do have the opportunity to go to Coachella or went already, I am predicting that the second weekend is actually going to be better. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I love that. And next we are going to talk about Childish Gambino, who people just love, you know. <laughs> Everyone loves them, loves well, loves him. So tell us what's going on with those performances. Yeah, absolutely. So Donald Glover's music has been catching the airwaves and building controversy, especially with the, his powerhouse piece, This Is America. A multi-talented artist, an actor, comedian, musician, <coughs> Donald has a very special glimmer upon him, this Coachella from the stars above. As a Libra sun with a Virgo rising, we will see him radiating as one of the biggest powerhouses at this festival. Throughout both weekends, the sun will be dancing through many public places in his chart, gifting him with more confidence and force when relating to crowds of people. Also, uh, Mars, the planet of passion, will be igniting his career sector the entire month, which means that he's going to burn that house down the entire time. Um, The second weekend, though, is when his power is truly going to be shining. Not only will there be a full moon in his sign, gifting him with a spotlight above the other performers, Mercury, Planet Communication, and Venus, Planet Grace, will be gliding into his relationship sector. This is going to allow him to be more eloquent and affect people's heartstrings more. Oh, yes. Everyone loves him. Literally, boys, girls, everybody has a massive crush on him. What are, what are your feelings on Donald Glover? I think he's immensely talented. I don't necessarily have a crush on him, but I have immense respect for him. Totally. Yeah. He's done some really, really cool things. And this next artist we are going to be talking about, Janelle Monet, who's really come onto the scene big in the past few years. She has a lot of fans out there. So let's talk about her performance and her performances. And, you know, a lot of people know about her, but a lot of people still don't that aren't in mainstream pop culture all of that, is this going to be a new start for her to kind of open up her horizons? I love that you you even phrase it that way, because yes. So, Janelle has been on a a path of world domination, and her immense talent and magnetic voice, we all understand why she is, you know, becoming this. Whether she's grooving to yoga or make me feel, her spirit combines with her voice to echo within our souls. As a Sagittarius with a Virgo rising, Janelle's stars are packing a punch at this year's Coachella. During both of her performances, the mighty and fiery sun will be thundering through her creativity sector. This means that not only will she be able to inspire others, she's going to be feeling more artistic and adventurous when she's doing her performances. Whenever this occurs, we can see artists taking chances and living on the edge when it comes to their art. That always happens when this kind of thing is being highlighted. Also, Mars' planet of passion will be energetically connecting her to both the public and her closest relationships. So this bodes well when it comes to syncing with audiences, but also talking about social issues which are closest to her heart. She's very passionate about that. Um, Last, with Jupiter, the planet of luck and fortune, gracing her sign the entire month, this is going to be one of the biggest years of Janelle's life. Not only will she be starting new beginnings this year, but Coachella will be one of those launching points to, to even bigger and better things. So expect to watch her global impact literally grow from here. Oh, I 
love it. I really love her. And I think she just, honestly, seems like a really kind-hearted, mm-hmm. gentle person. So I can't wait to see her rise. Next, one of my favorites, Zed. I think he is so charming and cute and very talented, even though I'm not a, necessarily a fan of that kind of music, but I love his music and the mm-hmm. collaborations he does. Totally, totally. So for Zed, uh, as a record producer, DJ, multi-instrumentalist, and songwriter, Zed's raw talent has been blasting from speakers worldwide for years. As a titan working alongside mainstream royalty, such as Ariana Grande and Selena Gomez, Zed is passionate about making beats that, get, that you can't get out of your head. As a Virgo, he has an attention to detail that no other sign can match. Because of this, he is able to, to, to perfect music in such a way that is practically orgasmic. For Coachella this year, we can expect to see his first weekend packing more of a punch, though, because Venus and Mercury will be, will be gracing his sector of important relationships. That will allow him to connect with the crowd. Uh, Venus will gift him with a creative edge to get uh, the crowd screaming more, while Mercury will be spinning a web of surprises when it comes to his decisions that he's making on the fly. Uh, both weekends, though, he will receive firepower from Mars, which will be in his sector of fame the entire month. So clearly the stars are really just smiling upon him the whole time. Yeah, he he has probably, if you guys don't know who he is, you've probably heard his songs, his beats, like a million times. He's oh, worked yeah. with some of the most famous pop artists there possibly are. Um, lastly, we have Billie Eilish, and I think this is a really fascinating one to do because she's recently really blown up. Spotify has done this entire essentially exhibit for her in Los Angeles and people are just really digging her so tell us about what's going on with her Kyle. Yeah so as a prodigy and pop culture muse Billie has risen to glory through her sheer brilliance. Blessed with a hint of magic because she is a Sagittarius sun with a Pisces rising she has a knack for peering into the very depths of the human soul. Her voice echoes hauntingly no matter if she's crying out hits like bury a friend or when the party's over. This year's Coachella will allow her to spread her ethereal wings and cast a spell over all who hear her. With Jupiter in Sagittarius, this will affect her in two ways. She will not only shine like a beacon, but it will also intrinsically connect her to her sector of fame and expansion. Mars will be giving her an extra strength when it comes to the crowd at both performances, but it will be especially fascinating to watch how Venus and Mercury affect her style. The first weekend of Coachella, both Venus and Mercury will be gifting her with an immense and hypnotic edge, almost like a sorceress. However, both planets will cross on into her sector of creativity for the second weekend, promising that she will, practic- she will be practically channeling the divine before the crowd. There's something about her that's almost like angelic or like godlike, and she knows it, and she's just <laughs> she's just rocking it. So. She's got that witch energy. Yeah. You know? She's channeling the divine. Mm-hmm. Right? I bet, but, like, I think, I, yeah, she's just so crazy. All right. Well, that wraps it up for Coachella, but we have one other segment that I love, which is my celeb WTF. That means, for everyone that doesn't know, this is something that people have always been curious about, confused about within celebrity cultures. A lot of these are celebrity relationships pairings, love triangles, and especially pairings that don't seem like they necessarily fit. Mine for this week is Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, and then of course the entrance of Kate Beckinsale into this entire equation. So for those that don't know, let me just give a little bit of a timeline breakdown of everything that went on with Ariana Pete to begin with. 
so first they met in 2016 when Ariana was on Saturday Night Live, and they were both in relationships at that time. Ariana was with the late Mac Miller, and Pete was with Cassie David, who actually, some people don't know, is the daughter of Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So she's a very powerful woman as well. And then Can we just give him yeah. props for all of these, like, really right. amazing <laughs> catches? Yeah, I mean, I just have to say, like, so I yeah, I think it must be, like, Big Dick Pete. I just have to say, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I, I think he's attractive. We've thought about, I've thought about this with people before, but it's weird. It's one of those things that you see all these beautiful women attracted to him, and it makes him hotter. Um, it's just a natural thing. So then cut to two years later, May of 2018, Ariana announced that she ended her relationship with Mac Miller, and then literally days later, Ariana and Pete were spotted together, and next thing you know, Pete announced his breakup with Cassie David. Then the two, Pete and Ariana, officially announced their relationship towards the end of May of 2018, and they even got matching tattoos right away. Things were moving super fast. They were extremely obsessed with each other. Then June 12th of 2018, they were officially engaged. Like, this happened so fast, it made no sense to anybody. And the months that followed, the two, like, took PDA to a whole new level. It was odd, and everyone was like, this literally is a car that is about to crash. You could see it. Everybody could see it. Even people that don't <laughs> deal with astrology or are intuitive, you're just like, wow, that's not going to end well. And then in October... They announced their split um, after only five months of dating slash being engaged. Pete went off the deep end for a bit. He has had a past with, like, you know, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And he was basically going off saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to end it. And meanwhile, Ariana's ex, Mac Miller, died from a drug overdose. And it was extremely tragic. And that, in a way, seemed to kind of be the catalyst to the end of uh, Pete and Ariana's relationship. So they are broken up, and then next thing you know after that, uh, Pete meets the beautiful, stunning, yet 20 years his senior, Kate Beckinsale. She, I mean, she's literally a powerful goddess. I, I've always loved her, but whoa, very random. They went home together at a Golden Globes party in January, and since then, they've been spotted packing on the PDA. So my question for you guys is, what is going on between Pete and Ariana astrologically? And is Kate kind of just a flash in the pan? And was Mac really Ariana's soulmate? Like, this is a huge, interesting mess, and I kind mm -hmm. of love it. I mean, Pete has good chemistry with both of them. Astrologically, they're both a great fit for him. Um, in terms of the timing... So what are so what is Pete? What's so, Ariana? So Pete is a Scorpio sun. He is mm -hmm. moon is either in Capricorn or at the very end of Sagittarius. I couldn't find his ascendant. We don't have his birth time. We yeah. don't have Kate, Kate Beckinsale's either. birth yeah. time either. But she's a Leo sun with a Gemini moon. Now Ariana is a Cancer sun, Capricorn rising, Libra moon. Ariana has a Taurus Venus, um, and Pete has a Venus in Scorpio, so they're opposites. So we're dealing with polarities, mm -hmm. a yin and yang of each other. And she's a Virgo Mars, which pairs very strongly with with Scorpio as well. He has a Sagittarius Mars, um, and she's, both of him and her have a Sagittarius North node. Yes. So you got you, you mentioned this, the polarity between their signs. Is that like magnets, where yes. they're yes. attracted? Yes. yes. So I think the Keith and Young, about two houses, the same hole. But like, 
but they, they're drawn they're to cool. each other, even though maybe they don't work. They're also they like do? hard mirrors of each other. Yes. It's like things you put on others that you can't accept that it's also part of yourself. Okay. Is Got that it. similar to uh, like a twin flame? No, no. The twin flame in astrology would be signified by a few other things. But, yeah. Um, Placements. Placements mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. something called a vertex as well, mm-hmm. um, which is a calculated point. Um, Come on, Sam, the vertex. Right. Obviously, you know, <laughs> hopefully you guys are a, a little bit as clueless as, as we are, as me and Lauren are. You know, we have some questions, but it's okay. They're not twin flames. Well, they, they could they could be. We don't have yeah. exact birth times of, mm-hmm. of some of the players to, to kind of really, to really see, but there's point that having that polarity is a, is a strong enough pool yeah as, as already and then especially if his if his moon um was being capricorn which would fall in her first house and be opposite her son and adding mm-hmm. another polarity there um and then uh, the, his mars aspecting her north node north mm-hmm. node direction of your life so anytime you, if you're looking in, in terms of long-term relationships as well anything aspecting either of the nodes what's called the vertex um would be a, a signifier of something long-term or, or a pool. So basically, mm-hmm. his energy and the way he puts himself out there, um, his divine masculine, she's drawn to that. It, it helps her soul direction in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, for Kate, she is she's very fiery as well. She has a Capricorn North Node, so she kind of starts. You see how she starts to fall into everything. Um, with the Gemini Moon that's opposite his Sag Mars, she also has a Mars in Aries, and, and Aries and Sagittarius have amazing chemistry. I'm with an Aries, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, so their their Marses are trining each other. Um, Mar- Aries falls in in Sagittarius's fifth house of, of true love and romance from his Mars perspective. That's some hot sex. Um, and she's a Virgo <laughs> Venus Venus, which again pairs well with his Scorpio um, and and, um, uh, and and Leo as well with her Leo Sun aspecting and her Aries Mars. His his uh, Mars and Sagittarius completes a grand fire trine. So it's just fire energy. So that's why they, that's. She's hot for him, and he's hot for her, and mm-hmm. she's gorgeous and beautiful. And she is. And does not even remotely look 20 years older than him. Can no. we just <laughs> say how not? Like, the she's woman not doesn't age. <laughs> I feel like she's Good. a vampire. If anyone's yeah. a vampire of Hollywood, she it's definitely Kate. Okay. Yeah, it was Underworld. Really? Maybe Underworld? Real. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. What about what about Mac Miller? I'm just a little bit curious. Uh, yeah, so I just I kind of want to, like, yeah, I feel like you really, really hit all of that like really well, really well. So I feel like when it comes to Ariana, at least with you know, so she's a Cancer, Capricorn rising. Pete is a Scorpio, so obviously the water energy is very passionate and intense. Um, but also Mac Miller, he's a Capricorn, and then his moon is in Cancer. So you know, with that polarity again being drawn to her, I mean, she, I think that energy is is stronger. That yeah, is stronger than that her connection with. So Pete. sad. Because like, he's well, not here anymore. Yeah. And with, I mean, it's powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with yeah. his ascendant being an Aquarius and her moon being in Libra and yes. the air signs, that's like an element. So yeah. Another strong um, pool. And then mm-hmm. the Aquarius would fall in Libra's fifth house of true love and romance. Yeah. yeah. So his ascendant falling there, he had the look of love for her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, that gave me a little bit more clarity about this hot mess of all these hot couples in Hollywood. Next, we, of course, are interviewing our very special guest, Lauren White. We really appreciate you being here. We wanted to give you a little bit of a gift. Oh, am I supposed to open it? Yes. So this is from our sponsor, actually, Love by Luna. 
And these are two different nail polishes. Kyle, what two nail polishes are they? So we have a new moon nail polish as well as a full moon nail, nail polish. Ooh. So what you basically can do is, you know, you use them to manifest different desires. So on a new moon, it's going to be something that you're starting to beginning. You're, you're, you're launching things tangibly, yes. And then the full moon one is going to be manifestation. It's bringing, so it gives you more power, more potency. So, and, and they're also crystal infused, so they have very specific energetic qualities for you. And I'm so excited to say you guys can't see this, but they're cruelty-free and vegan right on the front. Yes. yes. And again, guys, love by Luna, who has been such a big support of Kyle and of this podcast. They have amazing, amazing stuff. You can go online and find the website at lovebyluna.co. And they have all these different products. They have a lot of these amazing articles that Kyle has uh, written for them. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So let's get into everything that's going on. Wait, I have to pay attention? I can't look at my... Yes. <laughs> you, you have to pay attention now. So Lauren is a Gemini, and we're going to talk a little bit about her career. Yes. So, uh, I mean, give me all the goodies if right? there's something else I need to know. <laughs> well, there was a big focus on career, you know, in March, and then we had a retrograde that was kind of shaking some things up for you, so you probably were redirecting either some certain projects or publicity or, you know, kind of like your your relations to growth, you know, and, and, and taking things to the next level. The big date for the entire year specifically for you, though, is September 15th. That's going to be a full moon in that sector of your life, and it's going to be very powerful for you. Um, it is going to be a great, it's a great full moon. I'm really looking forward to that period. It's really We're going to text you on that day. I'm going to put a calendar note. I'm like, how's your day? How's it going? Right. right. Well, Has it, it happened yet? <laughs> well, and the thing is, with a full moon, it, because of the culmination, usually things happen around it. So the, the, the exact date is usually the most powerful one, So, but I would expect anywhere from September 11th to probably the 17th. I'll to be it. really, really potent for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the main thing. Did you want to talk about her income? Oh, yeah. For in uh, mid-Cancer season to mid-Leo season, so basically all of July, Mercury's going to return again from Leo back into Cancer. We're just going to highlight your communication sector as well as your earned income. Um, and that earned income, it's gonna, with the retrograde there, you're going to be finding more of a emotional and mental balance within that realm, as well as reviewing um, your patterns and things about self-worth, which direct cor- directly correlates to your earned income. Um, so, cool. so build up your self-worth, love mm-hmm. yourself, uh, treat yourself too, and you'll increase that income, especially um, once Mercury leaves shadow in mid-August. Totally. Awesome. Also, uh, with Jupiter is, like, is the planet of miracles and good fortune and kind of just like opens doors for you. It's going to be in your seventh house, which is all of your important relationships. So if you are in a significant relationship right now, things can go to the next level and you can grow more, you know, in unison. Also, you have an opportunity to really uh, amplify any of your business relationships. So if you want to get a better manager or agent or publicist, any of those things can actually happen for you. So what you're going to need to do is you need to go out there and find them. And you're going to have more opportunity to negotiate a higher rate, someone that's going to really support you very well, uh, as well as, uh, like I said, this this can be in relation to the public. 
as well. Uh, and I would say since specifically it has to do with Sagittarius energy, you're dealing with your own personal philosophy and belief system. Um, you want to make sure that your inner ethics and morals are matching your outer um, actions in this area, especially coming, coming to relationships, um, and also reviewing how your own, again, your beliefs are structuring the relationships you're attracting into your life. Oh. And, how, and conversely, how those then relationships um, are either assisting or hindering in your expansion, both mentally and physically. Oh, also, too, one thing that I would kind of talk about is, like, so if you're looking to collaborate with anyone, that person is going to bring more opportunity to you. So, you know, you could be writing something together. You could be, it could even be in the sense of, like, let's say you have an incredible director for a photography that you love to work with for a director. You know, forging those, those relationships and, and really, you know, leaning on them and, and, and seeing the balance with them is going to take you to the next level. Last year, this same kind of energy was happening with me. So I was, you know, not only, you know, exploring the imbalance in my romantic relationships and seeing what I ultimately need, but also I was focusing on, you know, like Chris Salvatore is one of my favorite people and he's an incredible actor. He's awesome. And yeah, and I, and I love him so much. Like we, I, I hung out with him this weekend, but he, you know, we, we built this incredible collaborative relationship, you know, so... You know, that, you know, was an important growth for me. I've had important business relationships. I got new management, you know, I've all of these kinds of things, and that's happening for you until December 3rd. From now until December 3rd? Yes. And, it, start, and it started last November, too. So yeah, it's been it's a lot of time. Um, and, and it's just, it's only going to, you're going to develop it more and more mm -hmm. as it goes. Has there been, like, a certain time in the past year where things maybe necessarily didn't go exactly, and we don't need to talk about what, but, like, as you had planned, and when was that? So, because I'm just always interested, what was going on a little bit astrologically, like, for you, you know, at a time when something didn't seem to exactly be working out the way you wanted it to? That's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like I have 15 different answers for it. <laughs> um, 2017 was kind of a rough year not so much for me personally, but like things happening to other people that then affected me. Yeah. Like they died. Where were the eclipses? Seventeen. Up until November. That was Leo. Leo, Leo was great. Great. Yeah. So what does that mean? So for you, that would have been third and ninth. Yeah, third and ninth. Like were any yeah. of these were any of these siblings or your father? Thankfully, or no. My grandmother passed away. Okay. So there's, during that time, like, for Gemini, per se, or, you know, yeah. what what but seemed to have made sense for all of, them, all of Saturn, Saturn was in Sagittarius. No, Saturn was already in Capricorn. Uh, oh, in 2017. 2017. I'm thinking of 2018. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's why it was happening. It was so, okay, very rough Sorry, I'm making a pull from your socks. <laughs> right? Well, no, okay, so Saturn <laughs> is the planet of, like, hardship and difficulty, and it forces you to essentially face an obstacle in order to grow. Yeah. Mm. So... With it being directly across the sky from you, it meant that you were actually opposed by Saturn. It was bringing hardship into your life in order for you to, to face it, to, to become stronger. Wow. When my mother's a Gemini as well, she was physically attacked in 2017 and victimized exactly the day wow. when it opposed her. It was it, like, it wow. now, you know, and it, and it was traumatic. It was awful. It was so, so, so bad. But now she's, you know, 
touring and, and, and teaching people about, you know, self-protection and, you know, like really making an incredible impact. Because if that had never happened, she wouldn't have... Anything to pull from. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, but totally, yeah, that's exact, that's what it was. Yeah. That Sorry. makes so much sense. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I know. And hopefully we've opened your eyes a little bit and everyone that is listening but next we have our very fun segment, and I am the uh, administrator of it this week, so bang, marry, kill. These are all people that are Aries, and here are the three. Lady Gaga, Charlie Hunnam, and Seth Rogen. That's a hard one. Who's Charlie Hunnam? How do you not know? He is the hottest man in the whole... Yeah, someone showed... Yeah, someone... He is... Oh, my goodness. He was originally the Fifty Shades of Grey guy. He was. Yeah. If you can't tell, Aaron just saw him. I I interviewed him once at a a round table, and I mean, it was like, his energy is just completely off the freaking charts. So yeah, Lady Gaga, Charlie Hunnam, Seth Rogen, bang, marry, kill. Who would like to start us off? I'll start. Okay. Aries energy is very intimate to me. I'm with an Aries. Um, Definitely... So Seth Rogen has always reminded me of my uncle, who is also an Aries, so I don't necessarily want to go down that rabbit hole. Funny, love the energy, like, really resonate with him, but I think maybe kill Seth Rogen. Not that I would kill my uncle, but I don't really want to marry him. It's your only option. It's my only option. And the other two are also just such good options. So I think, uh, I think, oh, I've said this before, I feel like, because Charlie Hunt is really hot. But if I marry them, so then I have, <laughs> but then every kid, I would have like, I feel like if you marry someone, you would have more opportunities to sleep with them. Yeah. So it's more of a long, that's more of a long term thing. <laughs> long term thing. Whereas yeah. like, so I think maybe marry him and then like, uh, bang, Gaga. So she'd be like your side chick. Yeah, she can peg me. <laughs> and like you know she's gonna, I know she, I'm with it, I know she'll dominate too. So yes. she'll be fun. She'll be flirt. Like they're fiery. They're fun. Sounds fun. So. Kyle. Yeah, I feel kind of pretty similar about that. I mean, Seth Rogen. Me, fire. Um, <laughs> we're, we're gonna kill him. And poor Seth Rogen. I am totally down to have Charlie Hunnam's baby. Yeah. <clears throat> so I expect that to happen every single day. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure that. It's chained to me, and so I'm going to marry him, and yeah, I'm going to be Lady Gaga. Yeah, who wouldn't? Lauren? It's funny, I had the same internal (laughs) battle over this really non-issue issue. issue. Um, Quality problems. Like, I totally would hang out with Seth Rogen, I'm not a weed smoker, but like, if you were, that's probably who you'd want to smoke with. But yeah, so right here. The <laughs> I've never been to Aries that doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, we are in LA. Pretty much every True. human, yeah. probably animal, smokes weed here. <laughs> My cat gets high for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I don't want to kill him, but it's the only option. So, yeah. you know, he's third on the list. I'm sorry, Seth, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I, I was like, Gaga seems amazing. I have beyond respect for her. I think she's just so talented and seems like a really good human too, cool person. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Charlie Hunnam. Who wouldn't want to wake up to hit Charlie Hunnam every single day? Yeah, so I think I have to echo the sentiment. seems to be unanimous well, thus right? far. Well, I'm not supposed to give my opinion, I but should. I, I should, um, because it's going to be a little bit but different. <laughs> you know what? I like... Seth Rogen a lot, and I would love to wake up to him every morning, just Leave like her. rolling a big. He would be good cuddle. You know he'd be good at cuddle. Yeah, he'd be a great cuddler. He would just like you know feed me, you know roll joints all the time. He's probably a really He's good probably really boyfriend. Good yes, like that's the kind of man you know you want to marry. Probably if you're somebody like me, and then I literally, the giant mom probably see you guys together. You'd be just like cloud nine all the time. Well, I'd be like, and it's a polarity. Damn, where are you? And you're, you're like. Libra and he's an Aries. Yes, well, he's married, sadly, very happily. And as much as I love Lady Gaga, because I truly do love her, um, I wouldn't want to be married to her because I just feel like that would be like you never know what if she's going to kind of wake up and be a certain way. Um, so I would have to say I would kill Lady Gaga, even though it would kill me to kill Lady Gaga. But and then you know uh, have Charlie Hunnam be my side piece. Uh, when Seth doesn't do it for me. <laughs> so that really covers it for everything we are talking about today. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. We love doing this show. And thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Where can everyone find you online? And Do you have any upcoming projects you want to plug or tell anyone about? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was more fun than I even expected. I knew it was going to be fun, but it was super fun. Um, Instagram, Ms. Lauren White, M-S-L-A-U-R-E-N-W-H-I-T-E. Twitter is Ms. underscore Lauren underscore White, because apparently there's a million of us, <laughs> but I'm the only one that matters. I literally know two besides you. Really? Yes. Wow. That's crazy. I don't know. And growing up, I was the only Lauren that I'd ever even heard of, <laughs> so then I go to college and people are like, that's such a common name, and I was like, is it? And I found out that apparently it is. It is. So, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram's kind of my, my main one. Absolutely. I have a pilot coming out. Well, it's in development. So I can't say anything about it yet, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm um, yeah Portal, I'm not exactly sure what's happening with that, but I, I know it's it's done. It's just a matter of when it's going to premiere and that kind of thing. Awesome. And thank you for having me. Of course. Me. And guys, yeah, make sure to follow Lauren because I really do feel like in a year from now or probably less, it's going to be really cool. I have the chills. These are my psychic chills. I do this usually when I talk about television um, at After Buzz TV, and I'm like, this is what's going to happen next week. I'm like, I have the chills. It's going to happen. But I just feel like you are really going to blow up soon, so please, please, please follow her to catch up on that. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me. I'm Aaron at, on Instagram at astrology underscore coach. And I am Kyle Thomas, and you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Kyle Thomas, M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. Thank you so much for listening in, and if you have any questions or thoughts or things you just want us to address in, in future episodes, reach out. You can do so at our Astro Kiki Radio on Instagram, or our email address is astrokikiradio at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astro Kiki Radio.